talking about? What we talking about? I can do this all day. What we talking about? What we talking about? What we talking about? I ain't feeling what she's saying. What we talking about? From time to time, every set of brothers argue. You gotta listen in to catch a glimpse here from our view. I finish every debate that I'm in. Gonna start it up in time. Tomorrow we run it again. Ain't no stopping us. What we talking about? What we talking about? I can do this all day. What we talking about? What we talking about? What we talking about? I ain't feeling what you're saying. What we talking about? Man, we're back for another another episode of Arkham Brothers Podcast. We're trying to figure out what we're gonna do with uh, our missing piece, right quick. Can somebody go on mute for a second? We go right there. There we go. All right, man. So let's 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 dive into it. Cause we ain't gonna wait for everybody. We ain't gonna wait. We're gonna keep moving on. We're gonna get it going. And we we're down. We down one member. He he can't figure out how to get to a, uh, an invite. Man. That's that's normally everybody knows how to get on it. So uh-huh. I, I can't even I can't even comment on that one. I'm just gonna kind of keep moving forward and and uh, uh yeah, man. We just gotta do what we do, man. Do what we normally do. We're not we're normally only three people. One man down. One man short. Anyway, so. It's nothing different than today. Ray, man, how you doing today, bro? Man, I'm good, bro. I live under the weather. Boy, it's cold outside, dog. Ooh, it's dog. a little... I don't know if it's cold, but it is chilly, right? Uh-huh. It, is, it is chilly. I mean, it didn't snow. That was the craziest part that I saw this morning was I was expecting to see snow. I went with the Costco's, got me some idolized salt, so I put it on the ground, put it on the ground already, so I, I pre-bait my, um, my front porch and, and, and the walkway just to, just for wake up to see nothing. That boy, that boy talking like a homeowner. <laughs> like, just to see nothing, man. I walked outside, I saw absolutely nothing. I was like, man, I can't believe it didn't snow. I was upset. Yeah, they, they had to roll everything. I saw the trucks out last night when me and Miles was coming back from the uh, from his little spring ball, you know, workout. And, yeah, it, they had trucks ready. But I woke up this morning, I was like, man, I ain't do nothing. Like, everybody went and bought groceries and all this stuff. They ain't going to be in all day. And then you wake up this morning like, man, there ain't nothing out here. But it, it, it is chilly out, though. I it went and got groceries. Chilly. I went and got groceries. I went and bought a shovel because I don't own one. <laughs> <laughs> Just for it to not to snow, man. I was upset. I had to go drive. I was all the way out to the buoy. <laughs> the shovel. And it ain't nothing there available. Like, I went all the way out there from D.C. to buoy. Finally got a shovel. And didn't get to use it. I was I think, And I think it might be done, too. I, I, hopefully, this that was the last little, you know, threat or whatever. You know, time for that springtime, but who knows? Yeah, it may be done, bro. It may be done for us this year. Hope for so. real. I hope so, too. All right, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. We just saw what we saw last week, a very decent Super Bowl. Um, two two very good teams playing against each other. Went down to the last wire, last second touchdown. Kansas City is now the new Super Bowl champs. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Like You know, D start us out. What were your thoughts on that game? Uh, I think for me personally, that was football to me. You know, two de- two uh, great defenses going back and forth, stopping two great offense. Well, one great one great offense and an offense that's been, I think, mediocre throughout the whole season, and the defense was carrying them all season. And I, I just think both teams came to say, "Look, we're going to stop your offense from putting up points." And I think both defensive coordinators need uh, a hand clap because their defense was ready. The defense is ready. Um, San Francisco, in the past couple of times that they've played Kansas City, they have discombobulated, you know, Patty for the first three quarters. 
Like they they forced him in certain things that he normally don't do. They came to play. They made him, you know, they they just couldn't move the ball. And and I think you got to give Steve Brooks a lot of credit. And on Spag's side, you know, he's been doing this all season. He's been carrying the team. You know, they really, you know, Kansas City went from averaging 28, 30 points a game down to 17 to 20 points a game. And so that's how they've been playing all year. And I think he really did a great job of looking at what he had to deal with with the San Francisco 49ers. Because on paper, Frisco had the better team, especially from an offense standpoint. They had the receivers. They had the running back. Purdy didn't really turn the ball over outside of the game against uh, against Baltimore this year. And he had another game when they played Minnesota. He turned the ball a little, turned the ball over a couple of times. But for the most part, their offense has been pretty, you know, pretty good. And I think it just came down to coaching. It just came down to coaching mistakes that I think San Francisco made that really like like put them in this position to lose the game. So overall, I think it was a great Super Bowl. I think at the end of the day, Patty, Patty and that deep and Spagnolia and Andy Reid did what they had to do to pull it out. Yeah, man, it was a it, for me it was a tale of two halves. Um, great game plan defensively from San Francisco and Wilkes. You know, they were bracketing, uh, you know, Kelsey. Patty couldn't really get off. Pacheco, he wasn't really doing much. And for San Francisco, they left a lot of points on the board, right? You know, the fumble, they got a couple times in the, uh, in great field position. They didn't do anything with it. Um, and then the second half, it was just total opposite, man. It's like when Shanahan has something going, he seems like he's trying to go left, though. CMC was rolling. Like, he was, you know, he wasn't breaking, like, 12, 13, 14-yard runs, but the five, six yards, three or four yards. He come out in the second half, bro, he threw, like, eight or nine straight passes. I'm like, bro, you know Purdy's not that guy. You're trying to make him into something that he's not. And I think that's when the game got away. And I think for whatever, you know, kudos to Kansas City, too, for making some changes, getting Kelsey now open. Because Kelsey had like 92, 93 yards or something in the second half. Um, so they did a great job of making him sure he was getting free. But then I blame San Francisco D. Like how many times are you going to put Fred one on him one-on-one? Like Kelsey's too talented to be stopped by any linebacker one-on-one. Like keep the same game plan until Kelsey shows that he can beat a double team or a bracket. You know what I'm saying? So it was a tale of two halves, man. And shout out to Kansas City for pulling it off, uh, forcing overtime. And, you know, it was a great game, man, the second half for me. Tell the two halves. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the same thing. I, I was real – you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't care for the Super Bowl that much, uh, but I did I did watch the game thinking that, you know, you know what we're going to see here. And you you hit it right there, right, where it was two different – it seemed like when Kansas City went to their second and third game plan in the second half, it just seemed like they knew how to pull that win out. Yeah. Um when they were, they must notice that San Francisco was hitting the uh, hitting hitting the edges really hard with Bosa, so they started forcing him to have to pick whether he's going to slam down hard or he's going to or allow um, Mahomes to get out there on the edge, or who's he going to continuously keep keep coming at Mahomes to keep him from getting that path line, and he kept chosen to slam down, and it was a bad decision every single time. And then when they had that fourth and two, he slammed down in. Mahomes ran first down. It was those type of things that kept them from winning that particular game because of that those issues. You know, it, it's something to say about a team like San Francisco, where you know you have a head coach that continuously keep getting leads, 
he builds up a lot of momentum and get these type of leads, man. And then he falls flat on his face. It just, you know, it's, it is a part of the, um, one part is of his strategy. Another part is sometimes I think like he don't go for it when he should. I thought the same thing about Dan Campbell when he didn't go for it on that at the end of the half. I thought it was one time when San Francisco was, it was third and four. They should have ran the ball. They tried to put the ball in pretty hands. I would have ran it because I'm going for them fourth down. You got to win the game. That's the that's the key here. You have to win the game. It's not about winning and, and uh, what's the name? Win, it's about winning and losing. You got to win that game. This is it. This is the time. You got to seize it. And when he didn't go for it, I was just I was totally lost by that play. Like, why would you not go for it on a run play, put the ball in C-Max hands, and then go for it? If you don't get it, go for it on fourth down. Yep. You got the best left, left tackle in the game. Why not go that way? Run that ball that way. If you at least get two yards, you, it's fourth and two. Four for one. Go get the first down, man, because you need – one, you need to keep moving the clock to keep Patty out the field. And two, you need to go ahead and score to put the stamp on this game. I just feel like at times when he should have – he did not go after it the way he should have. Like, I, he allowed Kansas City to stay in that game, man. And and, and for, for the most part, it, 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 it ended. It ended for him. And, I mean, it just didn't – that's why they lost. You know, you got to – you always got, like, the Mahomes and Andy Reeves and – and the rest of that team greatness, but sometimes you you lose more games than you win them. Mm-hmm. He lost that game by not going for it, not being aggressive. When I think that's the time you be aggressive. Super Bowl is when you be aggressive. And, and what's crazy is to speak to that point to add on. He went for it, but the first half and they had a third and two, and he went and he threw the little out route to get the first touchdown. Or in the second half, he went for it on fourth down. It was like fourth and one, and he went for it and they got the first down. So like you said. He he went away from what he was doing because he 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 got too comfortable with the defense, and we're patting him. You have to score. You can't just not have good field position all night and keep doing the same thing over and over again. But like you said, eventually, if you make one mistake, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. I, I just felt like they could have because defense was holding up. Even the fumble was in the fumble because they because they forced him to punt. You know what I mean? It was a bad play, but they still kept him out the end zone, right? I just feel like he should have stayed aggressive. He just wasn't being aggressive. He had him in the fourth quarter. The momentum was on Kansas City side. I'm going for it. I'm running the ball with CMC and saying, okay, we're going to stay on the field. We're going for it. We're going to put this team away right here. Because if they had got that first down, they could have ran the clock out and kicked the field goal. They literally had, like, I think it was like three minutes, two minutes left. They could have said, all right. We're going to we now going to just run this clock out and we're going to kick the field goal because, you know, Kansas City, I think he had a couple of timeouts. They would have had enough. They could have ran the clock out and then kicked the field goal and won the game. I, I just didn't understand the strategy of that. Like, I would have went after it. It's the time to go after it. That's the time. This is the moment to go after it, man. Uh, we got our we got our, uh, our guy up in the building, Keon. He's sitting there looking like looking a little lost down there. Like, what you thinking about, Keon? You got your mind. You got to look like you got a lot on your mind. You're, you're, <laughs> you're on mute, bro. You're on mute, dog. You're on mute, man. I don't understand why my attachment ain't coming through my email. It's saying like it's a, a um, like he's trying to save me from being, you know, spy mail or whatever, man. So I'm, I'm on my phone trying to figure that out. Oh, what's... oh that mercy, bro. Hot mail, bro. We just talking the... about the recap of the game, bro. I'm on the flood, my that was shit. <laughs> we just we just recapping the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's get your thoughts on it before we roll out to the next topic. 
Um, yeah, it definitely was a uh, started all real boring, real slow. Uh, 49ers dominated the whole game. I mean, say the first half and was only up by what? 10 0. 10 3. 10 points, 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the second half, um, guy like said he got away from running the ball, they stopped using McCaffrey. I think he only ran the ball like three times in the third quarter. That was the longest third quarter ever seen. That so that didn't take no time off. And then once um you can see the momentum shifting, especially once oh uh when the ball hit the dude back of his leg and dude tried to get it and then they got the fumble. Yeah. And when they scored right there, I said it was over. Uh, I think uh sometimes Shanahan get in his own way, man. I don't know. He just gotta live with passing the ball. He just gotta show his genius all the time. Sometimes you just gotta do the uh the political correct thing is stick to what is working. You know what I'm saying? When McCaffrey did run the ball, he was getting four yards a pop, five yards a pop. Sometimes you're not gonna get it, but you gotta continue to stick to it. So uh I thought that really lost the game for him. And it's another L on his back again where he came up short in a big game due to his coaching. Uh so if I had to put it on the blame on anybody it goes on him. The, the, what he did in the second half, the offense plays he was calling, just, you know, you can't keep getting uh, the Chiefs uh, and leaving your defense on. And you was going three and out every play in the third quarter. Three passes. Well, no run plays, no nothing. Just three passes, three and out for then the whole third quarter. And I thought the defense wore down a little bit after that. So, and then another thing, the linebacker got hurt. You saw Kelsey start getting off. That was a big blow, too, because Kelsey, they had him on lock before the linebacker got hurt. Once the linebacker got hurt, he got the going. And after that, that was game to me. Yeah, Greenlaw Greenlaw played a big, big part of that. Because, like you said, they had him under wraps. And then when when Greenlaw went out, he he tore his Achilles. He went to the bench, and they put number 48 in. He was lost. He was lost. But like you said, like J.D. said earlier, you threw the ball eight straight times and only ran the ball one time. One time. Out of, out of, out of nine plays, you ran the ball one time. And I think a lot of those plays, Purdy didn't trust his eyes because the check down was open all night. And, and a couple of times, um, Christian McCaffrey was open on, 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 on the flare out. Nobody was guarding him. You know, so I, like you said, I, I just think Shanahan gets in his own way and doesn't do and doesn't keep it simple when he's up. You've been winning that way all year, giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey, making the little dump down plays, moving the ball down the field, and and, and you and, and you known for a gambler to be a gambler, but you like you said, you didn't go for it. Well, man, it it, it, it doesn't. You can't have uh, you can't have Debo break eight tackles. On two-yard routes, man, Purdy ain't going to do much of anything else. I mean, that's the problem that I always have with Purdy is he needed a he needed a gigantic effort from the from the receiving core to really show how special he could be. I mean, yeah, he was hitting wide open receivers, but when you have those tight throws and throws that you need to make, when throws where guys were batting the ball down or getting in his way or knocking his arm down, he couldn't make those throws consistently. So, as you see that after a couple of, of series of seeing that in the third quarter, why not go back to the run game, focus more on the run game? Your defense is holding up. They're holding, they're holding shell. I mean, at the end of the day, you gave up that touchdown when it came down to uh, uh, the muff putt. But after that, 
I mean, okay, cool. All right, it's now 10-10. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a new game right now. You're both tied up. It's 10-10. You got to keep playing through that, and your defense was still doing what it's supposed to be doing. It just wasn't – I mean, it's sort of like a a, a fumble on fumble or, or a, a turnover on turnover because they turned the ball over in the first quarter when they picked off Patty Mahomes. So it's just got to be one of those things where it just ha- it's, it's a flow of the game. What are you doing? Like, what is you? Why are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, it was mind puzzling to me that he did not go for on that on when it was three four. He didn't, and he went. I think I don't know if he kicked the field goal or whatever else. I think he did kick the field goal when it was third and four. Though I would have just been like, "Yo, I'm about to put y'all away yeah. right here. I can run the clock out. Like, what I'm, what am I wasting time for? I'm about to run the clock out, man. So I'm putting, I'm putting all the pressure on that defense to have to make the right call. Every single time you want to blitz, okay, we're gonna we gonna come back. We know you know Spaz gonna blitz. Yep. Every play that you know that he was gonna like, the, you know that it's gonna be a play a play where he's he has to um, um, get a stop. He's gonna put pressure on the quarterback. That's been time where I'm like, all right, well you blitz. I'm about to get this to this back. Unless you put a run stop blitz, I'm about to get this to this back, and I'm about to eat your lot over. Run run those slip screens with Debo at that point. Yeah, they had never, been the time. Never got the ball to Kittles either. That one pass. I ran to Kittles. I ran as, uh, uh, what's his, what's the weather guy? Azuka? Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is, man. Running to him. Like, I mean, that would have been running slip screen at that point. Brandon James was killing. Give it to him. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It just, now we have to watch that. I mean, I'm so, I hate to hear about the victims that happened at the, uh, the parade, man. But now we have to, we have to watch Kittles. He drunk all again. <laughs> I hate doing the most drunk, man. So it was just a ridiculous thing, man. So we were, I mean, a question was posed about who's to blame. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Steve Wilkes being fired initially a week after, I guess, a couple of days after the Super Bowl. You know, that's what, that's our fair and foul question for the day. Like, let's talk about that. Like, Key, man, when you heard that they fired Steve Wilkes, what was your thoughts? Um, I was like, like what? Wait, what? Somebody got to take the blame, and he's the one that took the blame. But definitely, he shouldn't have been fired. I guess when they called him in the office, he probably thought he was coming in to get a raise. <laughs> but I'm fired. What? Like, is this somebody I've been punked? Like, um, no way that guy should have been fired, man. He had that defense coming all year. You know, they was a little short in other way. They weren't healthy, but he wasn't the reason they lost the Super Bowl. So uh, to see that he was fired. I ain't understand it. Uh, hopefully he get a job soon. But, you know, when it happened, things happen, somebody got to take the blame. They wasn't going to blame Shanahan. So I guess he was the next guy, the fall guy to take the blame. But I don't understand how you watch that Super Bowl and say that he was the real reason they lost. You know, because they had, like we said, the first half, they had the game plan bottled up where – 49ers should have went in the halftime at least up by 17 points, points easily. So, um, but yeah, I was shocked when he got fired. And I think someone will hire him as a defensive coordinator, but it's a tough business. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, 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 it's, it's mind-boggling because, one, you, the offensive coach, which is Shanahan, who's the head coach, you didn't do nothing on offense when you had great uh, field position all night. 
So to fire this guy, okay, now who you bring in somebody next year. Let's say you get back and the same thing happens. Who you you gonna fire him as well? You know what I'm saying? The man did everything that he signed that contract with the 49 and he did what he was supposed to do. You know, his team, his defense this year was better than um, my man who went to uh, the Jets and my man who went to the uh, Texans. His defense was even better. They put up better numbers. And, you know, they did tell off at the back end of the season because, you know, look, injuries or whatever, but all in all, it wasn't nothing else no Steve Wilson could do. It wasn't nothing else he could do. Because for real, for real, he only gave up a touchdown where, where, where they really drove the ball down the field. The muff punt, I mean, they scored on the next play. I mean, you got as a defense, you, you're supposed to stop them. But he, they were on the field all night. So, you know, this man only gave up one touchdown. He gave up a whole bunch of he, – he forced them into a whole bunch of field goals. And I'm not talking about field goals that was 20, 30 yards. He forced them to field goal where my man had to make two field goals. Went one, what, 57? One, 50, 52, 56? So I'm just saying – he did his job, and I think John Lynch and that organization, before they fired that man, they, and he's a Super Bowl champion, so he knows what it takes. He played defense, so it, he knows what it takes to win. I think before firing him, they should have really looked at the situation before they fired him, and I think this was an emotional issue because they don't want to blame Shanahan, but guess what? You're the head coach. You're the head coach. You're the one. Your offense, who was supposed to be a great offense, didn't do their job. So, but I do hope he found another job. And, and, and this right here is no different when he was coaching at Arizona. You didn't give him nothing to work with, and you fired a man from there, and then bring in Kingsbury. So I just think Steve Wilkes, you know, it, it's a bad, it's bad, it's a bad look for me for San Francisco to fire this man after he did what he had to do to put them in great position to win the game. Yeah, it's definitely foul. Um, but I think it was more than just a Super Bowl loss. I think he probably would have been fired if they're the one. I think, you know, they went through a stretch in the season where they wasn't playing great football from a defensive standpoint. Um, he was sitting in the booth. They got him to come down. They started playing better. Um, but I just think, you know, Shanahan just felt, you know, it just wasn't a good fit. Like he said, not mean he should be fired because the numbers speak for itself. Like he said, he had a better overall points per game average than D'Amico Ryans. Um, but I think the, they're the one they still would have fired him. I, I, I just don't think. You know, they was as good defensively as they was in the past. Their secondary is not as good. Bosa didn't have a great year. They, they traded for Chase. Chase gave him nothing. Armstead, you know, number 91, he didn't really do too much in the interior. So the strength of their team really was their linebacking core. And they just really underperformed, but you, it's, it's just bigger than the numbers. But I think if they don't want the Super Bowl, he still would have been fired. But it's definitely foul, though. I think he still should have kept his job. Oh, sorry. You think they would want he to? He would. He he would still have been fired. Yeah. Even so. even in a win. I think so. After only giving up what nineteen points. Yeah. I just, like I said, even though Shanahan said it wasn't a, a a fit, I think it's I think it's bigger than the Super Bowl. Whether you could take well, what he said with a grain of salt, I think it's an excuse, but I think it's bigger than the Super Bowl. Well, Steve Wilkes has always been like a blitzing. Uh, DC. He's never been a DC that was like sit back and play more coverage, and it seems like they needed more pressure because the front four wasn't getting there all the time. The back end seems to be wasn't a strong suit this season, and it seems like everything was sent around the run linebacker. So in this game, when you know you just lost your top tier linebacker, I mean you had to play a certain style because he was playing with his replacement. 
they went out there and replaced them several times and kept <laughs> kept killing them. They like they they killed them in the flats. Like it was like like it was a routine. They kept him with the same play over and over and over again. They would go at him every single time, and they did what they had to, and they accomplished what they had to accomplish because of the fact they went at them every time. I man, listen, this is this is this is foul, bro. This is the, the foulest thing ever. Uh, if it was a strategic issue, then why hire him? You knew that you you knew that he wasn't the style of DC that you wanted. Then why hire him in the first place? Yeah. Right? What is he supposed to run? Is he supposed to run? Uh, Robert Stylus and and um, and what's his name? Playbook, like I mean, like like the the Miko Ryan's playbook. Is that what we're doing? I mean, last time I checked, didn't didn't uh, didn't they lose the Super Bowl with Robert Stylus at the um? Sure at did. DC? Yeah. How about last year when they lost the uh, uh, NFC Championship game to uh, the Rams? Then they lose that with Demico Ryan. They lost with Philly last year. They lost to Philly. Was last it year. was that Philly last That's year? Philly. Oh, yeah. No, the year before that, then that was the Rams. Yeah, the year before that was the Rams. Rams. Was yeah. he the DC then? Yeah. What what, what what are we doing? Like what, what are we doing? I don't think there's a lot of points being given up. I, I don't know. I mean, can can somebody tell me why did Bosa not keep crashing down like he kept crashing down? I have no idea. What was he looking at? Like he said, they wasn't prepared for what they saw in the second half. But I mean, how was they not prepared for that? They kept crashing down. I mean, I mean, eventually they ran the same play. Like what? What, what is it supposed to change? Like you ran the same play over and over again. You didn't stop it not one time. Like which 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 one is it? I, it's just a lot. It was a lot going on. It was a lot of BS. Um, every time something happens, it's always somebody wants to put somebody in a situation of uh, it was their problem, their issue. But at the end of the day, you know, they just didn't make the plays uh, and they lost. Yep. That's simple. And he shouldn't probably have been fired. Uh, it's, it sucks now because he's not going to be able to get a job. How's he going to get a job? I mean, everybody's hired their staff at this point. So, you know, how long is the contract? I hope it's three or four years because they got to pay them the entirety of that contract. That's all that really matters. You still get your checks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, what? I mean, he can't go somewhere else and be in D.C. I think it was a one-year contract. I, I I doubt it. I doubt they do one-year contracts when it comes to I mean, somebody can look that up. I mean, everybody can look at that information up. But I, I really – I, I think it's rare that you do one-year contracts I'm sure at that level. contract when he became the D.C. Yeah, so I think it, you wouldn't have a, and I think he also was the DC in Carolina, so he may be getting two checks at this point because I think he was on that contract as well, and it's very rare that you get you get you to, you only get one contract, man. I, I, I mean, only one year. Like I, now I would have to see that you have to send that out, but yeah, at the end of the day, man, it just it's just one of those things. I think it's it's foul, bro. It is what it is. It, it's it's we're we're at a point where. You know, maybe just take the bottom back for next year. Give him a full another offseason to figure it out. So I don't know. See, you got something to say? I think you got your thumb up going over there. Like, what? Is, is you do that on purpose? I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm using my new app to give you the thumbs up when you say something I like. You know what I mean? Oh, my bad, man. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, what is that? I'm like, what is he doing? I thought you had something else you would add in on that one. Nah, he, I guess he's done. Like I said, man, I was there for the Usher concert bowl. That's what I was there for. <laughs> I was there for the Usher concert. I don't even want to talk about the game anymore. Let's talk about when Usher put a got behind Alicia Keys. Like, let's talk about that right quick. Like, when, let's start with the married men. When y'all saw that, and y'all saw that Usher wrapped his, wrapped his uh, pelvis around Alicia Keys, what was y'all thinking, man? Was y'all thinking, like, man, what happened? What, what, what my boy going to do? What? 
How would y'all feel if somebody did your old lady like that in the middle hey, of a concert? I don't care. You know, you better ready to jump on that. So go ahead, man. Hey, look, I don't care. If us, no, hey, bro, you can't do that, my man. Hey, hey man, that's disrespectful, bro. Like that, that's real disrespectful. But hey, Swiss beats allowed it. That's on him. Yeah, that, I'm sure he saw the he saw the pre-show. Yeah, and he know what high Usher roll dog. Like, yeah, do that off the break. He did the same thing as his uh, Vegas version. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, you know what Usher gonna get you. So he might have set that thing on up. Yeah, I got you know, the you know Usher Raymond the third. Is he, is he the third? Usher Raymond the third. He hell boy. That yeah, boy, he's hell, else now. Yeah, knew what time it <laughs> was. The third, hell. <laughs> and, and he knew he was on the big stage. Like, man, look, I'm gonna go and put it all in right here. Yeah, everybody see me. You see me. You see me. My thing is how his old lady. How his old lady felt. Yeah, she you know she used to it though because like we just saw she probably exactly. seen that shows. Yeah, so she like man, listen, he coming home to me. It is what it is. Keep it moving. And she knew they were about to get married that day. Yeah, yeah. Key, what you was thinking, Key? What you saw that, Key? What you thought? No, I saw it. I ain't really make no big deal of seeing it in real time. I was like, hey, you know, maybe that's what they rehearsal. You know, then you know the internet crazy. You know, but I like the way. Uh, how Swiss B handled it. It's just like if you got an old lady in damn acting, they go, you know, same thing go on. Mm-hmm. Role play kiss. <laughs> it, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, if she wouldn't have did it, if she would have bagged back or did something, the internet had something to say about that. It's only they singing a song. Yeah. It's not they trying to, you know. So either way, people going to always have something to say, man. I just like the way he handled it. Kept it moving. Like he said, Bigger things y'all to worry about. Talk about that dress she had on. Let's talk about that. How that body that dress is fire, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she looked good with the whole little, the whole little, um, little samba with the with the cape, with the yeah. red boy, they the red, red cape. On. Yes, sir. She was yeah. killing, boy. Thinking that she was horse and all that. You was looking at that body. So, but the thing is. It's just like show business, man. You got a, a wife, uh, somebody in, who's in a movie acting. You know what I'm saying? Like a Gabrielle, uh, was was a uh, mellow old lady, uh, Lala, Lala. Let's go with show business, man. Yeah, because you remember everybody had to say somebody, everybody had something to say when Lala was in that little sex scene with uh, mm-hmm. old boy on the on on, on power, right? So, <laughs> gotta entertain that big company. <laughs> I was I was impressed on how Usher was roller skating like that. And still singing. Like, I mean, man, like, I mean, dude put a press the show. I'm looking forward to this concert. He got to bring them roller skates out there, man, because I, I, I was impressed by that. But, you know, man. Yeah, it's one time, though. Usher been doing this for about what? Since he's about like eight, nine. 30, 30 years, man. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah, bro. And to be in great condition and actually singing. Ain't no nothing. Yeah. Tired or nothing. Just, I thought he did a great job to do put all that in like what 12 minutes 13 minutes 15. That, 15 minutes to put all that what he put in in 15 minutes man, was special let me ask y'all this 2025 Super Bowls in New Orleans who should be the performer gotta let Wayne perform you think he should be the main performer gotta be the main one he can he can, he got both both things white people he can do rock he can do uh Whatever you want to call it, he got every song to do everything. They they let uh they let Snoop Dogg and uh and Dr. Drake did L.A. That's right, they did, didn't they? Through New Orleans, <laughs> just right. a, I think they need to bring all of them back. Then he can not bring, just Wayne. I think can, they bring everybody. Who? He can bring 
uh, Nikki. He can bring Birdman, out. Man, everybody. Everybody from the original crew. Yeah, I think I the original crew. do that, though. Man, listen. At the end of the day, you bring Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg in. The way ain't bringing anybody is going to be Nikki and Drake. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't do know if you're going to bring BG out there, dog, or Julie. Man, let me tell you something. They don't I, have, I, like, pop hits. Bro, yeah. I don't care. If, if you want to go, to, if, if if you're talking about New Orleans, and y'all having to suit, I think they bring all, it's New Orleans own. Oh, you they, put they, they bring, they need to bring all of them out. Manny Fresh, everybody, everybody get on the stage. A show, you know what I'm saying? A song, a song. I think that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's New Orleans own. Bring all them boys out, and I promise you that joint is going to be off the chain, whether they like it or not. You can do bling bling, you know, a song that resonates across the world. You yeah. bring them up. You ain't letting them just rock no whole set. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you bring Chew different ones. You're bagging that ass. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I bet you they be out there doing it. I'm, listen. Back. You know, you know everybody like that joint. Back that thing up, so them, yeah, them but, folks be out there getting no, that joint in. Do a song with them, but but I'm saying, but what was shut the Super Bowl down? Nick and Drake come out there with them. Yeah, that was shut the Super Bowl down. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd agree with everybody. I think I do think Wayne. I think Wayne needs a combination of different people. I mean, whether it's it's Wayne and a hard boy, hard boys quick song, yes. With a little bit of juvenile mixed with that, I love. I would love to see Wayne bring a couple of that with with T Pain. Do some of T Pain cuts with him. Like I think T Pain has a has a nice, awesome music that you know that I would love to see at a Super Bowl. I, I'm just excited to see they bringing in more of the uh, urban African Af- African American artists. So I, in a city like New Orleans, where you know, like you know, like what he means to that city, I think it'd be. I think it would be. Terrific to bring him out. It's sort of how with Essence finally figured out we need to bring in Wayne for for uh, for um for for the Essence Fest versus you know just having other artists. They finally brought in Juvian Wayne. Never understood why neither one of them had performed at Essence before. Yeah. That should be something you should always have. And I think they should have had Juvian closing one of those nights. And they didn't have. They just had him on for a uh, early show. Um, and then they had Wayne finally close. I'm like, bro, how y'all ain't have never had these two dudes? A part of essence ever, like that's crazy. Either either they didn't want to do it, or they never offered. Because there's no way that type of event should have not have an artist of those magnitude from the city that that are uh, that are now. I mean, that are as famous as they are. That not close out the show, bro. That should be that's automatic. That ain't that shouldn't even be a, a thought process. He already he already shooting this shot for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He said, "Why not me?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I love man, it. I love it. Come out there with PJ Morton. Like, he can rock a set with Trombone mm-hmm. Shorty. Like, he has so many different areas he yeah. can play with, different genres of music. It ain't always got to be like hip hop. Like, say he got a rock band, he can probably go out, come out that bitch with Lincoln Park or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, to give an entertainment show. Like Wayne, Wayne, Wayne would be a perfect artist. And that songs with your man, the uh, the white dude who was married to Paula, uh, Paula, uh, oh, like uh, Robin, Robin Thick, Robin Thick, Robin Thick, Robin Thick. Wayne can rock down with me. Any and white people love Wayne. <laughs> he can rock in. I think it would be great, man. I definitely want to see that happen. All right, so before we close out the NFL, man, look, do y'all think that the Chiefs going to repeat a three P? Think it's gonna be an opportunity for them. You think they'll be back here next year, closing out for their third championship in four years? I think, go ahead. I, I, with 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 
with the cap and all of that and, and free agency, it's going to be hard. I mean, but they, I think if they, they're going to have to bring certain pieces back for them to get there again. Certain pieces got to come back that they have on defense. I think they have to, they, they're going to have to get an upgrade for a wide receiver. There's no getting around it. You got to get an upgrade. Yeah, yes, you have managed to score. I mean, you have managed to win two, two Super Bowls with subpar receivers outside of Kelsey. But you eventually going to have to get you eventually going to have to get uh, um, an upgrade at receiver. Health is going to be a big issue. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, at any given point, somebody can get hurt and really throw you into into flux. But I do think it's going to be hard. But they got a chance. Baltimore is going to be back. Joe Burrow is going to be back. I think for Joe Burrow's situation is what you're going to do with T. Higgins. That's going to be a big part. That's going to be. I, I love Chase. Chase is a great receiver. But he needs somebody on the other, other, other side of him. If they lose Boyd and they're just chasing Joe Burrow, I don't see it. I don't see it. He ain't um, going nowhere, boy. That, that's what I'm saying. He, he, I mean, it all depends. Franchising before anything. Yeah, but we got to see what they're going to do. It is what it is. Um, I think Buffalo, depending on what goes on up there, I mean, you're going to have other teams that, that who's really like that window is closing for them are going to be real desperate. So they're going to make some moves this offseason if they're under the cap to to get their team better. But, you know, to not say they won't get there, that's a tough one. I I, I think they'll be in the running. But but I, but I do think they got to bring other pieces back like Chris Jones, Sneed, you know, who are a big part of that defense, and health. You got to get through, um, you know, training camp. You got to get to the season. I think, I think the reason why they may not make it would be because of health reasons. But if they get an upgrade at receiver – and a couple of more, and keep a couple of pieces that they are that's already with the team. I think they got a chance. Yeah, bro, they got a great shot, bro. I'm no longer betting against Patty, bro. I'm not. I'm not betting against Patty no more, dog. I like, told y'all. Bro, I, dog. I can't do it no more, dog. Yeah, I think they got a, a 75 percent chance. They they gonna they gonna be in the running. They are gonna be another contender, but you know the killer gonna be back. They hit the, they kryptonite. Joe Burrow, he healthy. I ain't they they don't want to see him. They just some reason they just don't match up well. They just certain teams like just just match up well with you. If, you know, they they, they beat and they but then they beat the uh Bengals last year. Yeah, one time though. You, you, they they beat the two straight one time in the playoffs. Like, how's that kryptonite? They only Joe Burrow only lost to him once. Twice. And he's only lost to him once. No, he no. lost Times. No, he lost in the regular season. Yeah, but I'm in the playoffs, they've only lost each other. They beat each other once. They only met, but I'm saying a team that beat you multiple. Can't no team in the NFL say they done beat Patrick Mahomes multiple times. Nobody yeah. other than Tom Brady and uh and Joe Burrow. Uh, and uh, but I'm saying for a team, oh, we, that, hold on, man. You can't hold on, man. No, man, nah. Because you keep doing this, you keep mixing the regular season with the with the playoffs, and the playoffs they one and one. That don't, no. They don't matter about the regular season. The regular season is the regular season. Okay. Look at how that. But in the playoffs, they split. All right. But I'm saying only one, only two quarterbacks have beat him in the playoffs. But I'm just saying for Cincinnati field confidence, because they have done it more than once. If you want to say regular season, it, it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying in the playoffs, only quarterback has beat him is Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is no longer uh, playing in the NFL. So I'm just saying if they are healthy, that's to me – Will be the only team that can get them, knock them off. Cause, cause right now that's all we saw that can beat them. Nobody else has. When they and everybody else has home field advantage, 
everything was lined up against them this year and they couldn't do it. Yeah. Cincinnati, Kansas City in one. So that's why I'm saying it like that. It, you know what I'm saying? Kansas City, Cincinnati didn't even home, have home field advantage. They went to Kansas City. So uh, that's why I'm saying, but they will be in the running. But like I said, it's hard to three-peat in any sport, man. Yeah. It's just hard. Football, football, baseball. They do have some, they're going to have some some tough uh, um, competition coming up. There are some really good teams, really good young backs. Baltimore's going to be there next year. That's the, I'm not going to like Baltimore's not going to be They do have some guys that not to pay. They have to make some very tough decisions, but they'll still be in the running. I mean, you talk about Joe Barrow and Cincinnati. They're they're also a uh, uh, situation. He'll be back next year. That's gonna be a, a problem for them. Joe Barrow's kryptonite is Baltimore, so kind of like it all runs the same way. Uh, but I, a lot of good teams are gonna be there next year. You got to think there's gonna be some. There's gonna be somebody come out of nowhere. Last year was Houston Texans. So there's always going to be some competition, but I, I, I kind of stopped betting against this dude, man. He's getting them there every single year. He's had them. He's had top-tier talent got there. That We all thought it was because of the uh, the top-tier, the better receivers, and he's had some receiving court that's not as great, and he still got there. So there's something about that team that these only get better young. I think they're very cheap right now. Um, they're going to have to have the situation with Chris Jones. He's going to have to come back at a – a team-friendly deal, but for the most part, man, they can keep their core, uh, Kelsey Jones, Mahomes, and I still feel they have a shot. So the O-line is is better than – I think they've been better as expect, than expected. In the past, I think that the O-line was horrendous last year for sure. Um, and then the year, some years in the past. But now, man, it seems like they're playing better. Better football, better overall football. So they got a shot, man. It's just about, you know, staying healthy, you know. Uh, but their D is ferocious. This has been probably his best defense he's had since he's been in Kansas City. And they still are in a friendly, team-friendly deals. It's only when you're going to have to start paying that D that that's going to the point where they're going to have to uh, figure it out. Just that pause to that, by the way. But it's just a simple fact of that's going to be the thing. When they have to pay that pay the defense, that's when they're gonna be gonna stop. You may see them slip it. But outside of that, man, they clap it up for them. They are the two time defending champs. Yes, sir. And you know, you know, we want to give our thoughts and uh prayers to the families that are affected by the shooting in Kansas City the other day. It's kind of sad to see that happening. One at all, but definitely at a parade where you're trying to celebrate your team. Um, so that's unfortunate, but you know, their team is definitely doing well, man. You know, they are getting very obnoxious though. I'm going to tell you that for sure. <laughs> the obnoxious level started receiving like, at an all time high. They're getting super obnoxious the way they're trying to celebrate and get on people's nerves about being the best, man. They, they, so I know a lot of players, they gotta be chomping at the, at the bit to try to get rid of them. Cause I know they're tired of it. So good luck to that next season. But only, right, man. So you two, uh, only, only thing you do, you do see Kelsey starting to slow down. If you got a linebacker, you can start to slow him down a little bit now. So another, I year. can't say that because they put Fred, they put Fred Warner uh, on him, and he still balled out. He balled out in the second half because they he they were isolating on him. But, but I, I so, felt 
uh, what's the linebacker got hurt? That that. Yeah, he was. He Greenlaw. was balling. Greenlaw. Yeah, Greenlaw. He. I don't think he had a catch, but he before he got hurt. I'm just saying he's yeah. he's not where he's taking over game just completely now for four four quarters. He'll have a little, you know. Look, I just ain't understand Baltimore game plan in the first half on You know, but you, but you know that what makes Patty so special where he's winning with subpar receivers. You know what I'm saying? He's not winning with no A-plus, B-plus receivers. I mean, outside of Kelsey, Rasheed Rice is coming on as, as a rookie. Yeah. But if you look at Watson, he dropped the ball all year. Scott Moore couldn't even get back on the field. Tony was a shell of himself, so he probably won't even be with them next year. And then you had um, Valdez Scanlon, who couldn't catch a cold all season but make big catches when they needed to match. That, so that shows you that for, for a whole season – they couldn't catch the ball, but when it really matters, those guys make plays without Kelsey. Without Kelsey, you know what I'm saying, doing what he do. So, I mean, at the end of the day. But like James said, it was the defense, though. That no, defense, no. And you're 100% right. And in a lot of games. Yeah. That, we got to get that defense a lot of props this year. Yeah. That, that, they, they, they go home early. Yeah, without question. And you you 100% right. That defense won them games. They always came up with a turnover when they was on the verge of getting out of there. Some type of way. They was just it was just their year, man. It was just their year this year. Every when you felt like okay, they about to get really put out their middle of a, a, a muff punt, fumble, or something, just it just it just was their year this year. <laughs> just, and what's crazy is the Raiders beat the brakes off on Christmas Day. They beat them so bad, they like, man, these these boys done. They out of it, they done. But for some reason, they beat Miami. Then you come back, you go on the road, beat Buffalo. Buffalo had the game won. The co- dude missed a field goal, but he had a, McDermott had a chance to put his foot on their neck, and he took his foot off the gas. Then Lamar, he comes to Baltimore. Lamar didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? You didn't show up, and when you don't show up, this is what happens. So it's a scary thing to where if he can win with subpar receivers. He's definitely going to be in it next year. He's going to be in it, but I, 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 it's going to be harder. But I think with the focus that they got now, and like James said, you got to find them key pieces because you let a couple of them key pieces go on defense. Now you go back to the. Now you go back to now I got to score forty. But they got to. Yeah, they got to probably Snead. Snead, I think his contract up. They got yeah, to. A Snead, they want to pay. They're gonna have to pay Snead. He's gonna be a top three corner. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay him. They're gonna have to draft some receivers in the draft. They're gonna have to get them some receivers in the draft. They gonna have to do that. Yes, well, they still got. I mean, Rice is a good building point, yeah. right? You know what I mean, I mean, next year he'll be his second year. He was a rookie. I think he had over twelve hundred fifty yards receiving, so he wasn't he wasn't bad. No, you they know just, what I mean, they just need some depth of receiver. They need some young. If they can get them a a home run hit in the draft as a receiver, a nice receiver, they are gonna have to get one. But I do think they need that key veteran too. They need they need a key veteran that they can get in free agency. That can that can be that supplement that be that guy where you know if they're having a bad day you can you know that he's gonna get this catch for you you know what I'm saying if you need this touchdown well, it'll be need... it'll be some receivers on the market yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be some out there that they know they need their big baby get their hands on it's always you know a receiver that the the crumb receiver don't want to be on the team quarterback problems issues happening I mean my man is he probably gonna be asking about this contract pretty soon. And these things happen. He'll eventually he'll get there. And the enemy's going to be I mean, back in Kansas City. Yeah, we'll I, see. Can, I can see that. We'll see. What, in what capacity? He's going to be the offensive coordinator. 
coordinator. How? Oh, they already got an offensive yeah, coordinator. Hey, the hey. enemy by the by the end, next season, the enemy gonna be the offensive coordinator. Mark it down. Nagy gonna demote him. Yes, he, he can go. <laughs> Listen, Patty, Patty didn't want him this year. You I, Patty right was ready to get rid of dog. You go from thirty points a game to seventeen points a game from an offensive standpoint. Patty was already saying that he wanted the enemy back. The enemy is gonna be the new OC back in in Kansas City before the out. And the reason I say I agree with Donovan because their offense took a slight. We went slight down when he left. And, and they had the same players. Yeah. From, from, a, from, a, from an offense standpoint, they had the same players. They were scoring 30 with these dudes, and now I'm down to scoring 17 a game. The enemy going to be back there next year. OC. Hey, we'll see. I did any need to be working on his interviewing skills. <laughs> like, I don't know why that dude ain't got a job, man. Oh, he didn't want to go down to college and take one of them jobs. Everybody wanted to get out of head coaching. He could have easily took over one of them. So, but I, 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 I think because they recycling the same coaches, man. I hate to say it, man. African Americans just have it hard. You got your few that get, but it's just hard for us. To, it's hard for us to get coaching jobs in the NFL. That's yeah. not true. That's not true. It's him. You got African American coaches. You got 32, how many teams in the NFL? 32? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. got, what, six black coaches? Nah. But it's always been, in theory, it's kind of been like that for a while. But That's what I'm saying. Had, they had a series of black coaches being hired. D'Amico Rhines, D'Amico Rhines with the Texans, the man with the Atlanta Falcons. There are African-American coaches been hired for the last like, two or three years. Like, to be honest with you, man, we don't understand what's going on with Eric B. Enemy. But, you know, like, I mean, I can't say and put that on all the other coaching staffs. But but my thing is, even when the black coaches get coached, they get the dumps on the jobs. They never, you know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta damn near go to the bottom of the trash to get a job. Oh, well, great team. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Coaches. Last, time I, last time I checked, the commanders weren't that good. They still didn't hire them. So what type of dumps are you talking about? Is there is a dump worse than the commanders? <laughs> <laughs> Like black coaches don't get a chance to, when a, when a, I say like a the San Diego job that came up available jobs like that. They you in know, the dumps with us, Keith. What are you talking about? Huh? What San Diego won? They in the dumps with us. What are you talking about? But San Diego got a, a great quarterback. It, it, Keith, they, what have they won? I think that's been due to coaching. That's been due to coaching. All right, the Raiders got a good coach. They got Pierce. Yeah, but I said they they and and, and they've they, been a dumpster fire since what? But, <laughs> since it off, one out of a million. I'm just saying we got too many uh great black who done played the game that knows the game, not getting enough opportunity to be head coach. That's all I'm saying. But just because you played the I game, I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to imply, and that's what I'm expressing here is that if you look over the last two years, especially this this past off season. It was more head coaches in the NFL that was hired by that was hired more black coaches in the NFL hired probably in the last cycle than any other time. So I, I get what you're saying, but we're also expressing like there's lots of evidence of there has been more minority coaches being hired. So like even though you what you're expressing makes sense and is logical and it does it does ring some true truthfulness in it. It's not necessarily applies to this offseason. Yeah, and, and we got that, but I'm still at the end of the day, but I'm still you taking teams that are two and something, three and something. And you if you don't turn them around and two get up out of there. Why would if you were a very good team, why would you why would you fire the coach? 
but there have been some good teams that like borderline teams like nine and something or ten and something fire they coach. I'm just saying. Ooh, give me an example. Huh? Give me an example. The Chargers, for example. Uh, when Lindsey was there? Yeah, the Chargers. Uh, it was another team. They, that even off that season, they weren't They weren't nine. They went nine games. They went like four. No, I'm, <laughs> And even last year, this past season, they were like five. They didn't win a lot of games. I think they got fired two years ago. Yeah. They won four games a year ago. Who? No, they didn't. When they, when they had won like four or five games. Now, when they had Lindsey, they, they won two years ago. I think they went nine and seven when they fired. Now, if you'd have said, if you'd have said uh, Jim Caldwell. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hey, who? Lindsey, the, the black dude that went to, with, that was playing, that was one of the. Uh, Defensive coordinators with uh, San Francisco before the young dude got there from uh, San Diego. The, the black Anthony? Dude. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. That's Lynn, whatever his name yeah. is. And that was like three, three, and almost said, four years ago. That's what I said. Two years ago. It was two years ago. No, two years. it wasn't no two years ago. Because the dude for the dude, you only been there two years. Rams, he was oh. around D.C. Well, you know, he wasn't around D.C. He was around D.C. the year before that. I'm just saying, oh, when no. the stuff we're getting, we're getting, even, uh, even like, uh, um, even like um, who was uh, like uh, uh, Jim Caldwell? Yeah, uh, at the Arizona job right now. That's the Wilkes who got fired. Yeah, the Arizona job right now. They not getting back opportunities for the old jobs like that. That teams are winning eight nine games. You're going to like old boy had to go to Houston and just rebuild. And then if you don't rebuild it, they they getting you two three years to even win. Who talking about the, the dude? He didn't got rebuilt at, at at the Texas. He was that 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 team was already young before he got there, Keith. That's what I'm saying though. But he had to up and make that team a winner. He just ain't go to a team that was winning eight games or seven games or nine games. He did a great job of making them a contender. I'm saying, but you have to at least start from the bottom to go. Really? No, not really, Keith. If you're a black coach, not really, bro. Ain't one black coach got a, a handmade team picked already that 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 you got potential to go right into the playoff the next year. The Texans did. Now nah, the Texans won. No, 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 no. Nobody thought Mike the Texans Tomlin got it. And Mike Tomlin got it. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, but Mike. Okay. Tomlin, and, and, yeah. and 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 Pierce right now with the Raiders ain't a bad team. Yeah, but they won three, four games, bro. They won more than three yeah, games. What I don't understand is if you were a team that was on the crest of, of like. It's only been it's only so many times the coaches have been able to get hired or with a team on the crest of winning a Super Bowl or or at least or at least is close to getting a playoff berth. Why would they fire that coach if they're that close? They they see the progress happening, so they're gonna keep going unless that team is underachieving. Okay, like like to say the Saints job next year. If dudes don't make the playoff, this is last year. A black coach ain't getting that job. A team that been winning eight games, nine games a year. You know what I mean? That's what I'm winning. We shall see. I get what you're saying, man. I still feel like there's there's some things that you're that you maybe like. I, I get your examples just maybe throwing me off. I feel like your examples are what you're talking about versus the actuals are two different things. Well, that's what that's that's where I'm I'm kind of um I get what you're saying. Yes, there are some you are right with the fact that there isn't there isn't um you know the opportunities for uh when African Americans they do have to get you know the bottom tier teams, 
But like, I mean, they're not giving. I mean, they gave. They didn't get the Chicago Bears job was awful, right? And they still. I mean, that coach ain't black. Like, like I mean, so they they are playing to coaches who also have to get very. Um, um, they are in position to get higher position where teams are not very good. And they were still trying. They were still thinking about firing that coach. I feel like it just. I get what you're saying. It still, it still takes. You know, what I mean, I, I think it, the organizations probably do they get black coaches get a good, really good organization, good stable organization. Maybe that's a bad example, too. Um, because you know, yeah, you know, I don't think the Packers ever had a black head coach. Maybe did they? No, they did. No, they did. And they did have one. Yeah, brother. One. Yeah, yeah, the one that used to be the Philly coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. I think that's the only time I've seen a Ray Rose. Ray Rose. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, outside of that, you know, normally see that Pittsburgh still has been an anomaly. The, those teams that those those teams, those core teams, that always have top tier, uh, always winning. I mean, so it is what it is. Let's get some NBA discussion, man. It's NBA All Star Weekend. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about the best. There's a lot of storylines we've been seeing as far as in the NBA. This past year, let's start with the Bucks, right? That three and seven going to the NBA All Star break. Like, please start us off, bro. Like, what's your thoughts on what job what what Doc has done in the first his first ten games as the head coach of the Bucks? Man, this I said Keon. I didn't say you. My bad, bro. Uh, well, even before Doc get there, I said that team gonna take a step back from letting uh, a lot of a defensive player go. Uh, but Doc, I didn't like to hire you when they hire you, Doc. I always say Doc is overrated. Uh, he is who he is, man. Uh, at this point, he's still living off that 2008 championship from uh, from the Boston Celtics. Other than that, man, he done showed the dude done lost more 3-1 leads than probably any other uh, NBA head coach in the history of the NBA. And I just uh, – I didn't understand – if you're going to go with Doc, you probably could have let old boy roll it out for the rest of the year and see what he do. At least they was winning. You know what I mean? And I know I know you got to go with your superstar players. You know, it had to be signed off on Yannis saying he ain't want to uh, you know, play for old boy. But at least they was winning. But when they hired Doc, man, I was like, they ain't winning no championship. <laughs> because... Exodus is always going to come right back down to him again in the playoffs where he's just not a great adjustment coach. And when he won, when he did win a championship, shit, he probably had six Hall of Famers on that team. <laughs> so uh, I'm not even shocked because I don't think Doc Rivers is a great coach. He's a good coach, but he's not nobody I want if your goal is to win a championship. They keep the, I'm not mad at Doc. If you're going to keep paying me that money to come and coach your team, I'm going to keep coaching. So you're going to give him the money? You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at Doc, but what I am, I, I think it's a team, it's a chemistry with that team. I don't think it's so much with Doc. I think I think that team is not playing to the heights the way they can play. And I think that's what they need to get back to playing defense. They're not playing defense like they originally was to get to that 33 and whatever there was before Doc got there. And I, and I think at the end of the day, you winning. Now, Doc come, you're 3-7, and seven, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think they should have left old boy in his place. Keep playing. You're winning. Everything running smooth. You got the train moving. 
and then y'all put some emotional issues with the players and with with him that 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 right now is like they got they need an adjustment. They need an adjustment. And when you don't play defense, that's what this was this what happens when you don't play defense. You can't just outscore people every night. You got to put forth a plan defense. Now, do they got a pretty good team? Did I, do I think they can get to the championship? Yes, they got the pieces, but but you got to get down to playing defense. And if you don't play defense, you're going to lose in the playoffs. They shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have lost to Memphis last night. They haven't been losing to Memphis the other night. So it, it's just like for me, you got the talent. You just got to, you just got to put the chemistry together and play together and, and get through this. Bottom line. What Danny Green say? They are who we thought they were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we know who Doc is, bro. We know when it comes playoffs, he's not going to perform. He's not a great coach. It just ain't playing defense. And if it was me, I would have gave it to one of the assistants, right, under under Griffin. Like, I would have gave an interim, and that would have been it. I wouldn't have brought Doc in midseason like that. So, yeah, that's it. That was it. I figured you had more to say. Yeah, I, I agree with everybody. I don't. I mean, I think Doc. I think it's a proven point that Doc's not. Maybe is not. Shouldn't be that. I mean, they signed him for like what three, four years. I mean, so I mean, you about the. I mean, the way it's going, they're gonna be in up paying their fourth coach in the last like four years. Because I mean, I think Buhazer is oh Buhazer is still. He still might be. He's still on contract. Because they fired him early in his contract. Don't they respond? They fired him early in his contract. Uh, they got Adrian Griffin still on contract. Then they're going to have Docs, such a third coach. They're hiring a fourth coach pretty soon. Because this team is old, man. Like, this team is old. This is an old veteran team that their youngest player is not playing to his full capabilities right now. Uh, the most talented player, Giannis, he's not being the defensive minutes that he was early in his career. This is a two-time defensive player of the year that blocked a lot of shots. I think he's blocking, averaging under one block a game. That's not that's not Giannis that we've all seen that we saw in the finals that made that incredible block um, against Phoenix Suns. That's not the Giannis I remember. That's not the Giannis we all remember. This has been this has been ridiculous. This has been <laughs> this has not been the defensive teams that we've seen in the past. And so you, they're not scoring at this point since Doc That even probably played a little bit better. He's trying to bring in, you know, mid, mid, um, mid, uh, mid-level veterans that are wing players that are probably a little bit past their prime. They're having a tough time staying in front of people. Middleton continuously keep getting hurt, whether it's the ankle or the knee or something else. Um, Maybe they need to put Giannis more at the five and bring Lopez off the bench. Seems like that big lineup is not working. And teams have figured it out. Miami beat them without majority of their starters last game when they played. The last game they played each other. Because the people have figured out the space still out. Um, bring in shooters at the five and the four. Force them to have to play from distance and you don't have to worry about going into the uh, defending the basket because they're going to shoot the three and people are going to, all they're doing is right now is just keeping them spaced out and then they can, they can drive when they want to and they can do what they need to do. And it doesn't make sense that they won't go a little smaller, uh, put that small unit and I said, Lopez really honestly, 
starts to be more of a backup at this point in career anyway. Uh, Dame's going through a divorce. Seems like he's emotionally out of it. Like, it's just, like, it's just, it's just a, a plethora of issues they're having from this team. And it's taking a long time for him and, and Giannis to gain some type of chemistry. So, like, that, that's not helping them at all. I, now, I, I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. They're what the second seed, not at the third seed. Like, they're free-falling. So, I don't know what we, from a bug standpoint, what can you do? I mean, let me ask y'all this question real quick, and it's the key I'll start with you. At this point, do you think the the, the, not the but the Cavs and the Knicks, can they beat them in a seven-game series? Uh, I think so. I think they'll have a shot. I think it'll be a long series uh, because, uh, the, the, like I said, Doc coaching, coaching, I don't believe him in, in the playoffs. And, you know, the Knicks got a good, gritty team that's mm-hmm. not going to back down. So do the Cavs got players that can go get 30 or 40 on the perimeter who Milwaukee have no one to guard, good guards anyway. You know what I'm saying? They can go get their own buckets who can go crazy and nuts. They have no one who can stop who can guard. And when it comes to the playoff, uh, yeah, I I see them getting upset in like the second round. And man, <laughs> I'm going past the second round. Like we were saying, they play no defense. They got no one on the perimeter who can guard anyone. So you're always going to have to help. And it just takes for a team that can break you down off the dribble and you got somebody going nuts, hitting threes from the outside because now your defense broke down and you gotta got to rotate to stop the ball. I can definitely see them losing to one of those. Type. Even an Indiana who – let's talk about Indiana who've been going at them all year. Anyway, uh, they split uh, uh, up 3-2 and how many times they play. I think Indiana have a shot to beat them in a seven-game series. Yeah, they're gonna be trouble come playoff time, like he said. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I agree with you, Key, because at the end of the day, like you said, Doc, it, it, right now he looking like Stinky Boo Boo. You know what I'm saying? Ever since he touched the team, they three and seven. How are you thirty three and what ten? And now you three and seven when you fire the coach. Yeah, that's gonna be the issue. Doc can't coach in the playoffs, and so at the end of the day, that's what it's gonna be. I think I think the Knicks and um, the Cavs. Could beat them in a seven game series, easy. Yeah, I I, I definitely don't want to see it because I did not want to listen to my boy Rail's mouth. <laughs> like he already tried to tell me that he's gonna tell me he's gonna tell me I told you so. But I mean, it is an opportunity for them. They can, they got a shot. It's just I don't know, I don't know what it is about this. Maybe they'll turn on the playoffs. You don't know if you see that, but man, like, it just seems like it's just something off about this team. Um, and then somebody, if somebody if finally say one more time. <laughs> the whole, like they see Thonis Thonis saying something about passing me the ball or doing some man, bro. Like, come on, man, what are we doing, bro? Like, like let's cut it out. Like, you you're like, come on, man. Let's. I like Thonis, and that's Giannis' brother. And I respect you know somebody trying to defend their brother, but they gonna have to make a decision on him. I think he's gonna be eventually where they're gonna have to tell Giannis like, bro, we gotta let him go. Like, like we paying him that million and a half, man. Go pay that. Take that out of your contract. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Like, like take a take a couple billion out that contract and give it him. And you know what? I think that is I think that is the issue with that team. I really do think that's the biggest issue because they can't get somebody else because Giannis has forced their hand to keep that keep his brother. And and like you say, Middleton hurt. 
Like Middleton ain't giving them nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, and ain't nobody going to trade for Middleton because ain't nobody want he damaged goods. So really, they could get two players, but they but but Middleton hurt, and with and with you know Giannis brother just sitting there making money. I ain't mad at him, but at the end of the day, you got to get somebody that's gonna gonna give you something for the team. Because right now, like you said, the Knicks and the Cavs might bust their chops in a seven game series. I think they got a shot, man. I, but I do think that. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get rid of Adonis this season, but next season is going to have to be a, a very strong conversation about making Adonis more of a equipment manager instead of <laughs> a player. You know what I mean? Like, you still could be on the staff. We'll still pay him, but, like, you know what I mean? But maybe he should think about being a different role, man. Like, hey, man, send him to the G League. I mean, he can go play. That, that, yeah, that, man, he should be, that's never going to but they trying to keep Giannis. That's a package deal. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Maybe you should think about being you know, security for, for Giannis to be more of a, a, a basketball player. At some point, man, because I think he's like 31, 32. And I know he was drafted before Giannis. I think he was drafted by the Knicks. Yeah. So, like, you, you know, like, you know there is talent there. He's not bad. But, I mean, when you're trying to build this camaraderie with the team, you got to figure out, like, what is going to be the best solution for the team. Maybe him being – you know, in the position he's in, it's not helping the team. So, I don't know, man. Let's talk a little bit about – I think we've been talking about them. We talked about uh, – uh, I was going to bring up the Lakers. Do we have the Lakers on here? But I want to talk about the Timberwolves. Like, what? what's your impression of what you've been seeing with the Timberwolves so far this first half of the season? Key, go ahead and start us off on that. Uh, man, they, um, they got a stud, man, who can probably be the face of the NBA. Uh, and Elvis, man, the dude got all the skills. Uh, shoot, can dribble, play deep, starting to play defense now. Uh, to me, been a top five player this year. Uh, uh, probably a top five candidate for MVP. You got Cat now, who's balling also. And you know, we was making fun about what they were doing picking Gobert. They're even starting to have chemistry now with him and Cat playing, uh, having the bigs. And uh, so it can be real dangerous in the playoffs, you know, because they've been in the playoffs a few years now where they had some, uh, you know what I'm saying, some heartbreak losses where, you know, the team is starting to gel with each other, not to play with each other, done been through wars where they done lost in blue leagues and lost uh, game sevens, been in game seven. So, and that was just special, man. I love seeing them boy play. Uh, so, and you know, like we were saying, man, the NBA is a young, a young league, man. And now these young boys' time is their time now. And these, the, the starting to carry the league. Like you got him and OKC. You know, these teams like now it's their time, and they starting to, the Pelicans when they healthy. So, you know, it's no more. It's, we about to on the end of an era where. We're starting to see, you know, like, you know, they still to be good, but those teams like OK, let me say like uh, Golden State and uh, Lakers and uh, Phoenix and all these other teams going deep in the playoffs. You about to start seeing these teams like, like Sacramento and uh, OKC and, and and Minnesota now, and the Pelicans. They can stay up to starting to going far in the playoffs. Going to be playing in late May. And you know what I'm saying early early June, you about to start seeing that shift. So I I, I just love to see Elvis play, man. He's box office. 
box off. Yeah, I think the changing of the guard is coming. But like you said, the older teams, they're, they're getting older. But the problem I have is when they when it's time for the playoff, the young guys has to be it has to be a full mental thing with them. Athletically, they can run these older teams out of the gym. But I think the mental part is where I think the older teams get them because they know the little savvy moves. They know they understand certain times and points in the game that that's going to help them get over these younger these younger guys because they've never been in this position. But I do think the change in the guard has come. Like you said, OKC, Minnesota, you know, teams like that, like uh, Sacramento. I think they got the right coaches for those teams, but they're also starting to build that mentality. Like, hold up, we are more athletic. I think we we got better chemistry, and I think they're starting to feel like you know what? Why not? Why we can't win? Everybody giving all this press to these guys, and I think that's where like the Edwards, you know, Gobert, who's been a veteran, who's been in the league, is helping them guys along. You know, what I'm saying, Big Cat, like you said, they've been in a couple of wars, and I think now this season, you're going to see like the Sacramento's, the OKC, they might take full control of this NBA from the West side. Because because I because because they got it they got some talent the way they can get it done, but I just want to see can they from the mental standpoint can they overcome beating these teams after being athletically beating them? Yeah, I think with you know with Cap being healthy this year, I think that's really helping their team a lot. And like I said, and that was just becoming his team. Like he's playing coming off the Olympics, it's his team. Um, but if I'm them, I wouldn't want to play like a Lakers or a Phoenix in the first round. Like that would be a like an epic fail going into the playoffs, but they doing well. They just got to prove it in the playoffs. Like they've done it a couple years now. They got to prove it in the playoffs. Like it, it's time. Cat been in the league a very long time. He should have carried that team a lot further, but he hasn't. But now that they got another stud, it's playoff time. Hey, quick question before I jump into this. I mean, well, jump. I agree with everybody what you're saying. I mean, I think in Minnesota is a for real team. And, you know, even though it is a, at the top of the Western conference, it is a game minimum. You one loss from dropping the fourth to the fifth seed, just by just how close these teams are when it comes to the, to the um, number one seed or even the number two seed because the Clippers playing ball. So there is something about having those young, those veterans, veteran players who playing. Kawhi's playing like a MVP candidate. Uh, Edwards, Edwards playing like an MVP candidate. Um, and so I will hate to see a Minnesota playing the Clippers in the second round because I think that'd be a, a huge mismatch because of the fact of the coaching added with the fact they just have too many star players that can play. Uh, um, um, against the, the Timberwolves, and it'd just be a tough order for them. But you, you, I think somebody mentioned something about New Orleans, and I want to jump and ask that question real quick, just real quick answer, and Keith started us off on this one. How 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 you felt about Zion's play this year? Like this year? Like give me a quick answer on how you felt about Zion's play. I felt like he's doing well. I just love to see that he's played more games than he ever probably played first half. And, uh, in, in his career, uh, seeing like he's tired of people talking about, like, especially after the uh, playing championship, you can see a more focus on him. I think he really took the heart when Shaq and Charles Barkley all got on him. And he realizing 
He don't have to be a Zion that getting 30 a night with his Pelicans. Any different night, it can, you got a player on. You got like probably four players even any any given night that 30. Uh, and so just from being active, you start now starting to play a little defense, want to play defense, get right. So since that play-in tournament game, I would get Zion eight. Showing up every night, actually hustling, actually trying to guard on the defensive end, not worrying about the highlight dunks. Or you start to see him for sometimes he even start the offense with his hand, handling, you know, with this, you know, uh, feeding the other players, getting shots off. You can see his attitude now, like he want to be there and play, you know, not just going through the motions. So I just really think what really changed him when. Oh, Charles Barkley and Shaq and them ripped him a new one after that. And Stephen A. Smith and them going on the next day, killing them. And uh, I, I so after since the play-in tournament, I had to get an A. And they've been rolling ever since the since the play-in tournament. So I think they yeah. probably best records in the league, uh, winning percentage-wise. Uh, and they're a deep team, man. So they will be problem for anybody in a seven-game series if they help you. They will be a problem. You will have to, you will have to probably go a good seven with them. Yeah, I think I think Zion realized just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be nobody else. Be yourself. Come to play every night, and everything else to take care of itself. You're a great talent. Everybody knows you're a great talent. And I think he's starting to figure out, like, you know what? We can win in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? We we got we got enough people in this section to where, like like he said, if I don't get thirty, somebody else can get thirty. If we if he don't get thirty, somebody else can get thirty or twenty five and lead the team in scoring. And a lot of times, people we we put media and, and other people put pressure on these guys, and they and they don't be themselves. They want to be more than what they need to be, and they lose they lose who they are when it comes to playing basketball. And I think now that Zion realized, okay, let me just be myself, let me perform, let me do the things that's going to keep me on the court and not off the court. You know what I'm saying? Because off the court, that's where you have all these distractions. And I think early on in his career, he was distracted. He was distracted. He couldn't keep his weight down. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't do the positive things to keep him on the court and to help this team win because he felt like, well, you know, I want to be in New York. Or I want to be here to get more limelight. Well, dude, you're getting the limelight by being yourself and, and doing what you're doing in New Orleans now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what would be a greater feeling, even if you can help them get to the end, I mean, the, uh, the West Championship, guess what? You didn't get your job. You know, it's all about winning championships, but you have now realized that, hey, if I be myself, I come out, I do the dirty work, I play defense, I give you the points every night, and I'm on the court every night. That makes a big difference. And I think that's what he's done, like, like he said, since that, since that, um, that, champion, that the little mid-break championship that they had. So if he can keep this going and everybody else keep doing what they're doing and you know, I think New Orleans can make a make a make a uh, make some noise in the Western Conference. Man, Jay said a quick response, man. Y'all hey, man, my this. bad, bro. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, nah, I think it's really just about health. Like, I think Zion realizing I can't be sitting if I got a sore ankle or I got a little nick here. Everybody's nicked up around this time of the year, so he has to just can put in his mind like I'm gonna play regardless. Same way with Anthony Davis. Seems like Anthony Davis playing now through. Little nicks and bruises. Whereas before he was sitting out, same with Zion. So I think, you know, he's always put up big numbers when he played. I just think now the health is his biggest factor going forward. He's been playing well when he's healthy. 
and just stay that way. Yeah, it had been a good story. I mean, I mean, Zion's a good story this 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 past first half of the season, especially after you know the record he took looking a little chubby and the playing when the uh, doing the uh, tournament they had mid season tournament they had. It seems like now it kind of came together for him, and he's looking like a, a better leader for it too. Seems like the team is following his, his direction. The team is playing a lot better, and that's only going to make it more exciting for the playoffs to see a lot of these young teams. It's going to be some young talent, and they're going to get introduced to the to the rest of the of the world during the playoff season because of the fact that these teams are playing well. So hopefully they keep staying healthy. I don't want to see any class for them. Um, I like what the Pelicans are doing, and so. I just like to see him, you know, keep taking those next steps. I still feel like he needs a jumper. I just, man, his mid-range game sometimes isn't there. If he ain't beating with that first step uh, and trying to go to the basket, uh, he'll throw a floater up. That's about it. He needs that mid-range, and he already he has a decent three-point shot. We just need that mid-range. But I, I do like the way they're doing it, like the way they're playing. They got, like Keith said, they got about three or four players who need 40 every night. That 40, 40 every night. And they're going to be a tough team to take out. So, you know, kudos to him for finally figuring it out that it's going to take a little bit more for him to get, get to that level where he wants to be. And, you know, I, I like what they're doing. One more um, discussion I want to talk about for it was doing the uh, that we heard about doing, doing this, the first half of the season was, you know, that trade of LeBron going to the Golden State Warriors. Ray, start us off on that one, man. When you heard about that, LeBron, maybe the the Warriors asking the Lakers, is LeBron available? And inquiring about a trade to Golden State, man. Like, <laughs> what were you thinking when you heard that? Like, what like, what went through your mind? And what was your thoughts on that? That just showed the Warriors are desperate. They see the, the championship windows, I've already said, has been closed. And you're just shooting your shot, bro. You know, LeBron is a cat that, He's going to put them subliminals out there throughout the year. You might feel he's unhappy or whatever, but I think he's locked into L.A. for the rest of his career. His kids are there. Businesses are there. It's easy. But, you know, it's just a sign of organization just desperate. That's what I thought when I, when I saw that. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was like, dang it, when I saw that. And I was like, well, it's two things you can take from that, too. That shows you uh, that Steph Curry don't have no ego uh, for the goal. Like, he do any, you know, certain superstar players like that, you know, they don't want to share the spotlight. You know, he shared it with Katie. Then, you know, you want to go after LeBron. He's about winning the championship. He don't care what people are going to say or they're going to try to rank him. He just want to win and be his, and still be himself. Another reason I was like, damn, what would you get at Lakers? <laughs> like, what, like, what what would the Lakers get back? Yeah, I see the plus for you, but what would the Lakers get back? Would you gonna give up Clay Thomas? <laughs> you gonna give up Clay <laughs> Clay and Draymond. <laughs> That's what I thought Ray was gonna say. Like, what in the world are they gonna get for? Him? Yeah, like what you gonna give up? Kaminga, Clay Thomas. Uh, like what what like what? That a shit. Come on, man. But uh hey, they said you ain't if you ain't trying, look. <laughs> if you ain't, if you you don't want to win, if you ain't trying, might as well see what would happen. But yeah, I was like, damn, I would love what they said. Okay, this will be the package. Yeah. We'll do a lot of first round picks, 
and young talent, like I would love to see. I would love because no one ever came out with a deal, right? No one ever came out and said this will be the package. Nope. <laughs> Something gonna leak. Something gonna leak. Definitely want to announce, but I would love to see what we're gonna give it for him. Yeah, I, I agree with y'all too. Like, what what you gonna get? You know what I'm saying? What the Lakers gonna get back, and then how? Like, like, but still, it, it, it'll be like a situation. It'll be like a situation like they got in Phoenix. Who your best player is going to be? You know what I'm saying? After that first start in five or whatever, shit. And when you go late in the playoff, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the playoff, what you going to have? You ain't going to have nothing. You ain't going to have nothing. So, I mean, it was, I, and it's crazy how they kept it under wraps. <laughs> they kept that thing under wraps for a long time. Normally, somebody would have broke that story. But I'm like Key and Ray, like, hey, that's wild. But they're like, you got to try something. You got to try something. Everybody getting older. You know what I'm saying? LeBron older. Doggone Steph getting older. Clay ain't moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I'm moving better than Clay. I told my Achilles. I mean, he done told his too, but I mean, he run more than me. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, why not try it? Why not? And then now you done moved, you done moved Clay to the bench, but he had, what, 30-something other night off the bench? First time off yeah, the- he had 30 off the bench, 35. And he and- played off in the fourth quarter, but he, for the first three, he was he was electrifying. So so that tell you right there, he he's no longer on the party after next year. They're not going to give him an extension. Unless he sells the roller coming off the bench. Yeah, but I think he still, I don't know. He should, but I don't know. He probably want his money, too. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> what what I got out of that, I, I got the right out of that man is, it, I think it was a two two way street. The Lakers feel like to me they're a little desperate. But what is what in the world? If they, I mean, I don't know. I know the way you reached out to them, but to even entertain that thought, right? To be like, hey man, like you know, can we get LeBron up here? <laughs> like, what I would even think about that unless LeBron. But to me, did LeBron push that narrative? LeBron saying he won out of LA. I mean, come on, man. Like at some point, man, like you ain't winning in LA, bro. Like your team is in the what the ninth or tenth seed in the in the West. Um, I don't see what's gonna happen in the next couple of years to make them better. I don't think I mean what draft picks do they have? Do they have any draft picks next season? I doubt right, when do the when do the other draft picks kick in? I think they got a first round next year. That's why they ain't want to give up a, prote- a protective, maybe a two years from now. I don't know. Next year, I don't know. It's a protective, something they got from New Orleans. That's probably why they took the call to see uh, how many first round picks you want to give up for LeBron. That's, that can be a reason, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't see how in the world that, I mean, they don't have much capital. I mean, they don't have any capital, to be honest. If you think about it, they don't have anything else next. Like, I mean, they're in a position where ah, this doesn't work out, man. The Lakers can be in, in doomsday patrol life for the next few years. Well, not really. If you trade AD and LeBron and just start over. <laughs> That's the only way. But then at that point, who's going who gonna to give you any anything at all for those type of players? Because they're not going to be championship-style players at that point. Well, AD they're not going to be all star players. AD stock up this year. You'll get a couple of pieces for AD right now. You got to trade them at the next year. You're not going to trade them after you've no. already gave them a sixty a sixty million dollar per year deal. Yeah, you have to you have to do it next year. You like a contender, or somebody give you something. I'm just saying, AD probably what, you know, what 30, 29, 30? There's no contender that's going to be able to take on that contract. 
His contract sixty million per year. Mm. Give Red a couple of pieces if you want. If you feel like okay, I can keep him for that. Yeah. You're gonna have to give up at least three players because it's the contract is thirty is sixty million a year. Yeah. Hey. There's only trading pieces. And the NBA always figured out. Yeah. They always figure out. somehow, bro. It's, it's one of the hardest things you're gonna you have to go to a roster that needs a makeover. Hey, bro, we saw the, we saw the same thing for Russ contract. <laughs> Russ contract, even Russ contract, they gave a lot of players. You know what I'm saying? Some people, for the uh, AD, they feel like you got another five years with them. We'll take them. You know what I'm saying? You at least got like another five years, AD. At least another five. Yeah. Um, they took they took uh, James Harden deal. <laughs> Which who? Who's? Uh, the Clippers. Yeah, but they gave a lot of players. That's what I'm saying. So a team like that feel like they right there will give up some draft picks and some inspiring like they would do it. That's what I'm saying. It, they'll find a way to get them if they want a deal. What did y'all think about it? I know y'all heard this, though. What do you think about Kuzman turning down a deal to Dallas? I'm not mad, man. Kuzman ain't worried got a ring. At this point, Kuzman want to give up his 25, 30 shots. No pressure. No pressure about winning. And the, the, he the apple on the team, so yeah, he don't he don't he don't at this point in his life he don't want to go and try to have that pressure and win a championship. He got his chance at this spot. He want to be with the Wizards and get all the money he can get because they just give boatloads of money to average players anyway. So I wouldn't want to leave if I was him. <laughs> it ain't by my legacy. If I'm Kuzma, what I'm what I'm trying to win chips for? I got one. <laughs> I get my money. <laughs> he probably living his best life in the city right now. He probably exactly. has new restaurants opening. He can. He's he's out here dealing with the the uh, politicians. He's out here being able to you know mingle around. Kuz probably out in the streets living his best life in DC. Man, I'm with him on that. Like like I, I don't know, man. At this point in time in career, and especially you can go somewhere like Dallas. And 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 that put them at a be- at a in a better situation because he is getting what twenty plus a game. Cool could help them because he can score. So that I means they could challenge really heavy for the West. And the West, I mean, uh, I mean, what, what's important to you? But cool, right? What's important to you? He don't want not for option. He want to still get his twenty. He ain't gonna get twenty in Dallas. I mean, but I, I think I think when it comes, I, I still think he can get twenty because you, you can't. When when it gets down to the playoffs and they start taking people start making adjustments, Kuz could be that third score that they really need on a, on a nightly basis to get them over the hump. You see what I'm saying? So I do think it would have been beneficial for for Dallas for him to go to Dallas. But I mean, at this point, he's like, look, pay me my money. I already got a championship ring. I'm gonna sit here and just make all the money I can and keep it moving. So I mean, it, it's all about what's important to you. Yeah, he's and he not can, trying to win. He's content with getting his money and his shots. That's all. Yeah. That's all it is. So it is what it is. Oh. He want to continue up a game. <laughs> I just think it's funny, man. He was like, "Nope, I ain't going to Dallas. I rather stay in DC." It <laughs> <laughs> continues to keep losing, but I'm all right, man. Listen, I'm chilling. I'm content. I'm in the city. I'm doing my thizzle. <laughs> we stink, but I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I heard you can. Hey, man, before we close out, man, let's give it up to uh, Ray. Give me a round of applause, right quick, for this one. Man, listen, Cleveland Park just broke the uh, NCAA scoring record. 
She's on a pace to break the NCAA overall scoring record, male or female, but she just broke the female scoring record um, the other day. She closed it. She 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 closed the record out with one of the most logo threes, one of the best way to do it. Ray, start us off, man. What's your thoughts? Is she the greatest women's player of all time? Man, like I said, you know, breaking Kelsey's plum record, shouts out to Caitlin Clark and Iowa, you know, Hawkeyes. Um, she's box office, no doubt about it. Great shot. She come off the dribble. She can give you every move. Um, but the greatest of all time, no. I've seen them. I've seen better. I've seen Cheryl Swoops. I've seen Shamika Holesclaw. I've seen Asia Wilson. The list go on and on. But she's definitely top ten in my book of all time players. But she is a box office though. But I wouldn't give her the greatest of all time. Go ahead, Key. Yeah, uh, definitely a great accomplishment, man. The girl can shoot the ball, the lights all came on the next level, the jump shot in the hand. But I'm with Ray, the greatest all time. There's just been too many women that can do. I saw that 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 can do a little bit more to me. And it's uh, my my greatest all time, probably the white girl, man, a Russian girl, whatever her name. Um, right. to, yeah. The Rizzy was a dog. <laughs> he was a dog. And she won, man. You know what I'm saying? She won chips. And she was winning chips. All right. To me, she's up yeah, there. Well, let's let's quick let's give context. She was also on better teams. Yeah, true. true. But yes, she was. Yes, yes, she was. She was, but then the Rizzy was on better teams. Hold on. Hold on. I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Hold up, Diamond. Like Charles Barkley say. She was the driver. <laughs> I didn't say she wasn't, but I'm saying she was on a lot better teams than than Caitlin Clark is. Yeah, but she was, but she was driving the bus. And I seen her what she do in the league, like WNBA. Well, <laughs> like, I think this is more of a greatest of all times women's, not college wise, not necessarily pros just yet, because she's not in WNBA. But I'm talking about college wise. I'm just saying I done seen her because she old. I done seen it translated. She did it in college. Her, like Ray say, her and Cheryl Swoop and 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 uh, them two to me. Oh, Maya Moore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really leaving out them, but I mean, you should you should uh, uh, Parker should be in there. She could be in there because she started. She thought she won four championships in a row at Tennessee, and she won as a freshman. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Like, hey, it's, oh, it's, so it's, she, it's she so many. That's why I say I can't get her player all. But to me, my favorite, Holes Claw. Yeah, she, she was at Tennessee. She was, yeah. she was, she was, she was absolutely killer. And the girl at New, uh, not New Orleans, at LSU. Uh, the one had the uh, Augustus. Yeah, Augustus. <laughs> it's just saying, it's had been some dog. Augustus was a dog. She wasn't no player, no greatest player of all time, bro. No, she was cold, though. She was good. I know you're talking about. She was good, but she wasn't a great player. She's in that top 10 rim college basketball players all time. You got to put a. We didn't didn't say that. We we said who's the greatest college, greatest women's basketball. But if you you had to go with me, I had to go with old girl. I got to go with the Russian chick. Donnie. I don't know if she's Russian, bro. You mean I'm saying that? I think that makes her Polish. I don't think that makes her. I don't think she's Russian. I don't think she's Russian, bro. You may want to look that up, though. But I, like, people oh. are Russian. is a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> 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 you may not even know who she is. 
Okay, whatever. Well, what name, Don? How you pronounce her name? It's Diana Tarasi. What's the last yeah. name? Tarasi. Diana Tarasi. Diana Tarasi. Yeah, that's what I gotta go with. But you, your time, Don. Uh, I don't see. This is the thing that 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 get into that. If we're gonna say that she broke the record, but the NCAA didn't bring over the women's the women's you know stats and all that. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty two. Yeah, and if they're about the, she still she still haven't broken the record. Yeah, the girl. Because it's a left hand woman. Yeah, University of Kansas. The woman. Nah, but it's another lady that they're not even talking about. She Ooh. went to Francis Marion College, but she it wasn't a D one school. Her name is Pearl Moore, and she scored four thousand sixty one points. But I think it's a D one record. I don't think it's a D two record. So, so if, if you want to say it's a D one record, then she she scored four thousand sixty one. So she really got a long way to go to catch her. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day. At the end of the day, but it's a D one record. If you play a Francis Marion, that's not D one. That, that, that's what I'm saying. But they, they, it's like D one double A or NAI. But I'm just saying, if we're going to say if you got the overall college record, if we're saying college record, period, whether it's D one, D two, D three, or D four, I don't think they, I don't, I don't think you can specify that it was, it's, it's overall because they only list like even when they say she's close to piece to she's like next close to Pistol Pete. And Correct. If she's close to Pete. Then that means that they're doing D one and not doing overall. So that's my okay. If that's the case, she's still behind Lynette Woodard. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't stop taking the nineteen eighty two. Yeah, that's why I don't like. That's why I don't like. Actually, four time all all American. She was she was. And this was and this came out coming out averaging twenty eight twenty. And that's what I'm saying. This would have pressed me more. She did that scoring twos when they didn't have three. Yeah, they didn't have a three point line at that time. What did I think they weren't using it like that? But but don't get me wrong, Kayla Moore. I mean, Caitlin uh, Clark. Is a shooter like she, oh, she's, she's box office, you know what I'm saying? She's a great scorer, but like y'all always say, if you ain't winning chips, I don't want to hit. Don't want to hit. If you ain't winning chips, like y'all tell me all the time, if you ain't winning chips, I don't care how box office you are, and you bringing money into the NCAA and you getting all the highlights, but if you ain't winning no chips, it don't mean nothing to me. It don't mean nothing. And I think, cool, she got the record. That's okay. That's a great, that's a great accomplishment accolades for her but can you will your team in the ncaa playoff and win that ship now if she win that ship this year she greatest player but they, they but she'll be above some of the players who didn't win championships that are top 10 that'll put her more like in the top five if she can if she can win the championship this year as to getting the scoring record that'll put in the top five players all the time top five but, but, no, no, because if you look at their team, bro, you done broke the record. Their team is not great. Their team ain't trash. But but this is the thing. She is the vocal just point. Went to the final you, take, last year, though. you take her off that team, that team don't make it out of the first round of playoffs in the NCAA. This boy said top that's five. True. Chip, I will, no, I will, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's a true statement. That's, I, I agree with that. Uh, they're not a... Hey, I, I was not a good team, bro. I mean, I mean, no, I said they're not. not a good team. They're not. They're not a NCAA championship team without her. She's literally the. You oh, talk yeah. about driving the bus. She is the bus. She yeah. pays for it. She gases up <laughs> and she drives it. And she owns the actual transportation service. She yeah. is all the above for that team. Let's not act like she ain't. You take every. You take every best player off a team. They're not going good. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. No, I'm that's talking not about true. Uh, I'm talking about a player who's getting responsible for 
50-40% of your points or, or assists. But, but, I mean, that's that's not necessary because I think Cardoso just didn't play the last two games for South Carolina. But they she, still won. They blew out They blew but, out UConn without her. Cardoso ain't no impact player like that where they going to miss her. But I, they are. They, I mean, she is an impact player for their team. Nah, she doesn't have to score – 30 points and have 20 rebounds to be impact, but she's an impact player for their team. No, she, because if you look at it when they play LSU, nope. When they play LSU, she didn't play well in the first half. They right. were losing. She right. played better in the second half. They beat them. But, <laughs> it's just that simple. But I'm just saying she's a nice piece to the puzzle. She ain't the puzzle. I'm talking about when you take the puzzle from the team, like if you take Angel Reese off LSU, no, they not. You're not going to a Final Four. I'm talking about players like that impact. But I, I don't. I think LSU could still win without injuries. No, no. I think they can. I no think way. they can. Matter of fact, they did. They won two yeah, or three games without her. They they can <laughs> win without injuries. They're not getting to the Final Four got, without her. They guess they can because they got they still got a lot of talent on that team. They still got they still got the flow go the flow Joe chick the chick they brought in number twenty four. She was a transfer. She was a player of the year in her league, and then they got the kid from Louisville. She was a player again out of her league. So they have talent on their team. They can still win without Andrew Reese, but they can't win without Caitlin Clark. That is not – if she don't play well, if she don't dominate, they don't win. That showed in the championship game last year they played LSU. She didn't play great. They lost. Okay. <laughs> it was just that simple. It was. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing else to talk about. They, she but, didn't play great. They lost. But we arguing against two different things. We know that. I'm just saying players like her, Angel Reese, uh, or uh, whoever you got over there dominate, or uh, the girl from USC, people who responsible for fifty percent of your offense. Yes, you're not you're not going out with them. Like like Angel Reese is responsible probably for fifty percent of LSU offense. When you talk, you talk no, about she ain't. Like, no, she ain't in what capacity. But I'm talking about offensive rebounds, second chance. That's that you got to count those. You know what I'm saying? That's giving you opportunity to score again when you're getting 14, 15 rebounds with twenty some points. You just ain't talking about scoring. I'm talking about impact. But guess what? Then you and then what I just said to you even makes even more sense because I just told you that Sarkada won without Cardoza, and she is she's an impact player for them. She she offers a rebound. She defends. She clogs the lane up. She blocks shots and she rebounds. But so not, therefore, she is a p- impact player for them. So when they don't, she don't play well. They don't play well. No, it's I just that simple. I'm just saying she's not like. You're going into playing South Carolina like as our uh, our game plan is to stop her. Like nobody is sleep, losing sleep over her at night. Nobody. That's a lie because you told us you told you said it that they're gonna get killed with the pick and roll because she can't move her feet. And therefore, <laughs> that means you means that means you know you watching them and you're scouting that team. That means you gonna put her in the position. Yeah, she the, can't the, the, you said that. The, no, 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 no. You said that. You're the, like, man, they're gonna get killed in that pick and roll because she but, she can't move her feet. That, therefore, why in the world that means that she's a weak leak? That's a weakness of theirs. They're gonna attack her because she's the strength on their team. But, so like, when, why, why would they not? Why, why does that? Why would you not say I'm gonna go after you gonna game plan for her? You all gonna game plan for her. And for her to stop her on offense. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's game planning to stop her to slow her down on offense. She, Nobody, she, 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 she averaged what between 15 to 18 points a game. What are you talking about? 15. Nobody's game plan to stop a 15. <laughs> but how many points do you think Andrew score a game? Uh, 18. By uh, 18. So, so then when, what, what's the difference? But Angel, she scored three but, more points. But but the but you're game planning to stop Angel. We can't let us kill us with second chance opportunity. 
You that's know the same I'm, thing with Cardoso. You do the same thing. Why, uh, if, if, if that's the case, why the injuries? Why when injuries got a fifth foul? Why was she, why she try to grab and pull it down? She clearly was trying to keep her from getting the ball, which means she knows it's a problem defending her and rebounding. If I'm falling, I'm gonna reach back and try to hold on. That's now it. you do that when you know you can't get the ball because you're having a problem keeping her from the basket. That's what you do. You do that when you know like, she can stop you. From, she can't stop her. So she's having a problem. She's like, you know what? I got to reach and pull her down so she don't get this offense rebound. That's nah. the whole point of it. Cardoza, Cardoza and Aja Reese the same player. No, they literally, they like, literally the same. You try to make it seem like she's from, from a standpoint. No, no, no. Listen what I'm saying. They, they're the same player. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Angel Reese, Reese got better feet than Cardoza. I agree with you on that. But far as what they mean to their team, they're the same, the same player. impact, bro. It's the same impact. It, 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 it's no difference than 18 and 15 points. But three points a game, it ain't no difference. They do the same thing. They clog the middle. Neither one of them have a great jump shot. Neither one of them. They, they, they feed off what comes up, rebounds and, and putbacks and second-chance points. They're the same player. Let Angel, like, Angel Reese don't play in the tournament and let Cadoza don't play in the tournament. I bet you in the money, South Carolina still winning unless you don't. No, you know why they won't? They, they won't win the championship. You know why? This is why they won't win the championship. I ain't saying championship. I'm just saying. They don't want to make the final four. That's the point. You just, know, yeah, bro, you can't say a game bro, or two. I don't Anybody think, can say a game or two. Wait, I don't think Carolina would make the make the final four. This is why. Now they go small. Now they small. They so still now, got two other bigs. No, but I'm saying they don't do the same thing as what Cardoza do when it comes to getting on the floor, getting all the rebounds. They do the same thing of getting them down. You take Cardoza out, and that white girl that they got right now that play in the middle, she if she fouls out, if she fouls out in the tournament, they done. They are small. The only here's, 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 and they, 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 they just shoot better this year. That's all. Here's another thing. If you put LSU top uh, starting five against Sakon starting five, who is better? Okay, who is better? Nah, you lying, bro. You just watched them beat. You just watched LSU get lose to him. That's why you're saying that. Because it's clear to me that LSU has a better starting five than South Carolina. That's why. Why do you think? Why hey, do, no, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Why do you think Don said he subs so much? She knows her bench is the street. They average 34 points a game. No, I average 34 points a game. That's the reason why she subs. LSU she got goes the, to her bench early. LSU got the better starting five. They Thank you. Deep. It's not deep. They don't have no bench. They have no bench, but LSU is it's out of five. It's way, it's way better. They got three but, players on there who was all was was player of the years. I want to say Andrews way was player of the year. The, I uh, Ash was player of the year. The other girl, what's the other girl? Van Lee. Van Van Leher, She was player of the year out of ACC. The other girl from um, they brought number twenty four. She was player of the year. And then Key talk about the freshman, the number two freshman in the nation. Like come on, like what? Like what else? Like what does I got to have more than that? They starting five is better. What well, LSU problem is they don't have a, no depth. You're right. Yeah, I'm just Correct. saying. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm agreeing with you on that. <laughs> and I think when they kick, and when they and when they, and when they kick the girl off the team, that put them in jeopardy yeah. too. That then put the, them in a bigger hole. Yeah, that put them in a other, hole. The other big girl tore ACL. Yeah. So yeah. you got two people going off the team. That cuts yeah. your depth and that cuts your your rotation of what you. And I think and I think that is the problem with LSU now. You got a girl with a torn ACL. You got one that you done kicked off the team. So those are two key pieces where you can sub in and probably get you 15 to 20 points between the both of them to help get you over the hump. But but at the end of the day, Cardoza and, and, and Angel Reese, Angel Reese got better footwork. Don't get me – she got better footwork. Cardoza is dog. slow. I think better t- 
than that girl, bro. Hey, she might be better talent. She is, when, I will say she's a better talent. Say, she's a better nobody talent. Nobody was debating. Nobody was debating. She's a better talent. Nobody better talent. Who was the better talent? The debate was how important they are to their teams. And I and I clearly stated the same thing I'm saying now. They both are basically the same type of player when it comes to importance to their teams. Now, back to the original uh, question was about is Caitlin Clark the greatest women's player of all time? I would say no. I, I would say she's not the greatest women's of all time because the problem you're going to have with Caitlin Clark is Juju is going to come right behind <laughs> And yeah, Juju's out of 27 a game. And I was trying to explain that to people. Like, that's that was probably what you're going to see the problem. Like, that she's a freshman. She's about to come right behind her. Yeah, like, that's the issue you're going to see. Like, and she's going to come in. She may not stay there for years. She may be there three years. But the fact that she's having the impact she's having at USC, and I think she's having a – and, you know, I think Kayla Carr's average 26 a game when she got to Iowa – uh, I think I think even in then she, I don't know if she's had the impact on her team success that Juju's having for UC USC this year. That's the reason why. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna probably gonna be saying this about another player next year when Juju is actually by it's gonna be a sophomore. So it's kind of like you, yeah, she's. I mean, she's tremendous. She's probably been the most impactful player that's ever been that's that's been women's basketball. She's been the most impactful. In women's basketball, because I think of the attention she gets, she gathers. I mean, you can't take away from the fact that she gets she gets a lot of people in the stands. That that you can't take away from that. She gets a lot of people in the stands. She's her all her games are sold out. She's must see TV. She's probably in the history of women's basketball. She's been the most impactful ever, by ever ever across all boards, across all genres, even. Even when UConn was making their runs, when Tennessee was making their runs, you can name great players, but it was always about Tennessee. It was always about UConn. It was always about those great teams. This right here, you just watching about her. You know, like hours, hours, whatever the heck. I, a lot of people don't even probably know where hour is. As far as like, as far as in the, in, the, in the University of Iowa, people don't even know where it's at. But the fact that they, because of her, her talent. Man, she's putting making people watch the games. I watch her just because I'm 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 infatuated with watching her play. I don't think about Iowa. I don't think about you know the, none of that stuff. But you know you're more. She's probably the most impactful coach. I mean, excuse me, player ever, ever in women's basketball. She's been the most impactful. But yeah, she's not the greatest. I can't say that. I can't. I can't firmly say that. Like I said. Juju's gonna be coming right behind her, and when she comes, we gonna say the same thing about her. And she coming fast, yeah. She, she coming the real fast. So we gonna, they gonna we gonna say the same thing about her, like ooh, like you know, you see Juju play, and you are gonna forget about Caitlin Clark because Juju's gonna be busting tail, and everybody gonna be amazed by it. And I so think, it's kind of like you can't you can't really put that on there because I think they were saying, what's the girl name for UConn? At one time, her freshman year, Becky Hammond, it's Hammond, right? Yeah. They thought the same thing about her. She was gonna be one of the greatest to ever play. Oh, not not Beck, Becky. Becky. Um, Beckers. Becker. Beckers. Paige Beckers. Yeah, Paige Beckers. They think they were saying the same thing about her at one point when she was a freshman. They were like, "Man, she's gonna be incredible. She's gonna be this." And then you know the injuries happen. So yeah, Caitlin Clark has been. She's the most impactful player that ever women's basketball player ever to play. Like she's definitely impactful. Like hey, it ain't close. It ain't close as far as who goes to the games, like what they want to see, how everybody's excited to watch her play, man. She has been absolutely the most impactful player I've ever seen. And maybe across both college college basketball in general. 
I, I like I'm sitting there thinking about it from a men's standpoint. It's still always, it's always, it's always got. I don't, I, I can't name a, a man player that I think has taken a sport in a chokehold like this. Like I, I'm trying to think, like throughout the history of men's basketball, have you ever seen a player like that took over that everybody's like mesmerized by? And she's impactful, man. She's she's actually been there. So, yeah, but greatest, no. Nah. Nah. Like I said, now you got that young girl coming right behind her. So, like I said, we're going to be saying the same thing about her in a year or two. And she keeps putting up 50-point games. And, and, and it seemed like for her, at, at, you know, being her freshman year, it seemed like the game is so easy for her. It's it, it, it like she got she, – she, she went out the game last night and then came back and then put it on them in the second half. And it's like – it's like, man, like this. I mean, a freshman, ever since she stepped on the floor at USC, because like when she went to USC, I bet a lot of people were like, you going to USC? But then now she's there and she's elevated her teammates to another level. Ever since she stepped on that floor, she's elevated her teammates. And like you said, to see her play and to see how she just bring, I mean, she do it all. She bring the ball to court. She gets everybody involved. And she's yeah. still putting up 30-plus points with, with, with getting everybody else involved. So, like you say, yeah, Caitlin on a high right now, but Juju is coming right behind. Right behind. I think that's she's what people don't realize. And, yeah. I, and I've been stating that. Like, that's the thing. People just don't realize that she's coming right behind her. So, when, like I said, when Caitlin Carr's going in the NWNBA, um, and hopefully it translates the same thing for her, what she's doing here, which I think it will. But, you know, when you have Juju to be right there putting up numbers, everybody will be mesmerized by her, too. And she's going to go to the WNBA. She's going to put up numbers there, too. So it just it's just hopefully. I mean, I just like to see women's sports take this next level. And I'm glad they got these 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 ladies out athletes that are taking that ring and now they're gonna take it to the next level because they can handle the ball, they can shoot from anywhere. Now Caitlin, whew, Lord that girl. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like she shoot that thing for anywhere. And she got no conscience. Zero. As she pulled up that last that shot, she broke the record. She was like, she I did she jump and then she kind of jumped sideways. So I was like, hey, did she just jump like that? Yeah, she cold, bro. And she was and taking that shot up. when she got that ball at the court. It was like, man, get out the way, y'all get out the way. Let me go and yeah, she, she, get she, it over she, with. she was confident. She was confident. Forty nine on your and have a, a career high. That's dope. But like I said, that's forty nine. She still ain't and Juju hit fifty one. This tournament gonna be good. It's gonna be a real good tournament this year. It was a good tournament right here. Hey, Keith, man, you see, you see Don. You said Don can't coach, man. When we get up out of here, man, I want you to hear. You keep saying Don can't coach. You on mute, though. You on mute. You on mute. He's still on mute. I said we'll see what adjustment she make when it's when it's when it's money time. Well, she, she, she made the adjustment to beat LSU. What are you talking about? Made, I say won. when it's money time. Okay. She won the adjustment was the adjustment was the BLSU Angel Reese filed out. <laughs> that was the adjustment. Oh, there will be no for injuries filed out. No, they wasn't. It was winning. No, they wasn't. Yes, they was winning. No, they wasn't. They was winning. They wasn't winning when injuries fall out. They was up by six points. You really think who? They was up. LSU was up by six points when injuries no, fell out. No, they oh, was not, dog. <laughs> Bro, no, you got was. you got you got internet like Ryan said. You got. I watched the internet. game. I don't need the hell internet. I, I watched the game. I watched the game too. When Angel uh, Reese fouled out, they were not was up, up six points. When Angel Reese was 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 in the game, bro. They Angel Reese. I think they had like a two point lead at that time. No, they was they about did. six. Right, yes, they did, bro. And, and, and every did, time, bro. every time Angel Reese went to the bench and fouled trouble, that's when South Carolina made a run. Every time. That's not true. Yeah, it is true. That's not true. <laughs> because <laughs> at one point. 
Well, I played LSU's up 13. And then, and then, and then the injuries got in foul trouble and went to the bench. Uh, they brought, they came, they came back. And, and then LSU went back. Shot. Before well, the half every, ended, before the half ended, old girl shot that three. Okay. Shot that three and, and cut the game. I think she cut it into three or six. And, and, and at that point, they stayed within six points the entire uh, game. Right, right. And every time Angel Reese was on the floor, LSU was up. Let's put it that way. Do you do you think they're going to win the game? Yeah. If Angel Reese don't fall out, yes. If Angel Reese oh. don't fall out, yes. So, 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 so do you think so? You think that her falling out is the reason why they lost? Yes, of course. Really? Do you think so? Yeah, I do. So LSU, LSU was leading 67-65. Thank you. <laughs> I told okay. You about two. okay, they up. Uh, they up. You think but up. but key, but key to 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 the point that we were talking about early. Why did Angel Reach foul out? Man, that happens, man. Come on, man. Why do anybody foul out? It happens. It's basketball. Girl girl keeping off the ball. Uh, I wasn't keeping off the ball. She made well. One dumbass foul was on. Two was on. Oh, girl, if she don't turn the ball over, she going back instead of. Playing smart and giving up the layups, still to challenge it. That's another foul. Then she get another foul. Uh, what's the girl Van Leek made a guy two dumbass fouls, but making dumbass plays. Oh, oh, it was so it was it was a it was what's her name Haley. It was Haley fault that that she ended up throwing. Now the pass was late, but it was Haley fault that your girl tried to jump over the other girl and knock her down to, to get to the ball. That was her fault. No, I'm just no, I'm not. So no, that was a foul. That's one of her fouls. Man, at the end of the day. We'll see what your girl do when it's money time. <laughs> it is the money time. Season. Season. She won 42 straight regular season games. We'll, we'll see she if she won 42. And be out at a time again. We'll see. Or can she close the undefeated year? That's all we'll what, see. what do you mean close the whole undefeated year? What do you mean? She the won 42 regular season games but in a row. We'll see Duke, South Carolina go get the ring. That's all we'll see. Like, what does the ring got to do with LSU can't beat them? Oh, man, I don't care. You know what? LSU can lose to them all year. And if they go post that fucking incident, <laughs> who gives a fuck? <laughs> it, it matters to LSU. Because at the end of the day, we we don't we don't hang banners to beat South Carolina. We hang banners. Oh, to yes, you do. Because you said, you said this season is going to be different. We yeah. going to beat them. That's what you said. You, like, but, you said. But, but, but like I said, we. We had a little bumps in a row. Our big girl got hurt. Uh, we kicked the girl off the team. Our depth is the issue right now. We only playing. How we many only, starters did you bring back last year? We only playing. I ain't, how I'm many just, starters did you bring back last year? How many starters we brought back? Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. brought who? Two starters. The the third one got kicked off the team. We brought back two. So no, the season start. You had three starters that came back last year. Yeah, we had three. She had one. Okay, but what I'm saying so to you, explain to me what, what's the difference. The why difference, are you? Why do you lose that team? We the difference is we don't have depth. That's the difference. The games we're lost either foul trouble or you don't have depth. That, you know what I'm saying? You can't win with six players, and that's on yeah, you. That's say on you the, that's said on one the, thing. You, you said that's the reason. That's the reason you can't guard nobody. Y'all don't. Y'all can't guard guards. Oh yeah, we can't. But I'm saying we will have another big person with a girl. Poole was a great defender, the one that kicked off the team. She was our best defender last year. On her and the girl with the little, they were she can she can move her feet. Uh, the Haley girl can't guard nobody. Far as they can guard, we only got one guard that can play guard on the perimeter. Number twelve can't guard nobody. Either. Don't leave out the freshman. Oh, she can't yeah, guard nobody either. She, she's not a great defender either. But that's what I'm saying. That's when Poole and Far J would have came into effect. 
So, but the thing is, it's not LSU. It's they, 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 they get wore out. If you, you can't get in foul trouble. You get in foul trouble, you're done. We, we done. We playing six players, six. <laughs> We're not even a full seven. That's the difference in this thing. Only difference. Hey, man. we'll leave out on that excuse. Ain't no excuse. Let's give our final thoughts. We got Ray. Start us off on our final thoughts, please, sir. Man, great, impactful commentary about women's basketball. Man, we love it. It just shows the diversity of the sports game. Another one. Man, great show today. Yeah, I think I think the women's game need to get more. You know, people need to get more to the game as to just just worrying about the men's game. I think the women's game has proven that they have a lot of great talent in the women's league. And I think, like you said, the uh, the tournament play is going to be real good. Yeah, not a great episode. Uh, you know, it's coming at a good time of the year when, you know, uh, NFL have gone. But, you know, the second half of the season for the NBA, about to separate the uh, pretenders for the contenders, about to have Mars Madness. I actually want to see a lot out of the boys, the men. Well, I won't say the college, uh, the college uh, men tournament because I was disappointed last year. Hopefully, we we already know the uh, women tournament is gonna be lit. What what are we gonna get from the NCAA men this year? Because last year it was just man, I I didn't even tune in, man. Like it, we, I don't know what they got to do to make the men's college basketball back attractive. Because people, like we said, we we're talking, sitting, and talking about women, which is a good thing. We're not saying it, but we got to do something about college men uh, basketball. Bro. I think the men, I think the men's tournament is going to be good this year because you don't really have no real dominant team out there. Because nobody you expects dominant. you need a dominant team. Yeah, the, nobody expects UConn to win last nah, year. You need a, that's the problem. You need a, you're right. You're right. You need a dominant team. You need a. That's the issue. You need a dominant team. That's why we're talking about women because we're talking about big names. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're making women compelable now. You got about four, five, six players that you can talk about in college and, and women basketball. Well, guess what? We'll go ahead and win back to back this year and we'll give y'all something to talk about. We still ain't going to talk about y'all. We're we'll, we'll going to go ahead and win back to back championships this year. We'll go ahead and win back to back championships this year. It'll be all right. We'll we, we get it back. I'm going to call good old Danny Hurley. We just punished Marquette earlier. Oh, but on, a, on a serious note, Lefty Giselle died today. Who Who is Lefty. the college men's uh, basketball right now? Huh? Nobody. Hmm. Who's Lefty right. Giselle? That's huh? a veteran or something? No, the coach from Maryland. Oh, like, yeah. Coach Lamb Barnes. Like, no, 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 it, it just came across the joint that Lefty Giselle died today. A big name. Oh, but I was saying, who, who is for your time, Jane? You were still in diapers, you know. That's the Lamb Barnes. Ain't like John Thompson. They ain't like John Thompson, somebody, man. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Lefty Giselle. That sounds like somebody, they, 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 a bookie. Yeah, you the coach at Maryland, man. One of the big coaches at Maryland. Okay. All right, man. But before we go, right? Like, who is who is who is you gonna who can they promote for going into the tournament as college uh, men's basketball? You have nobody. You promoting Mars Madness. You have. You're right, bro. You definitely need a. You need one of those teams. You need one of those in college. You need one. You're right. I mean, you're right. I mean, nobody's disagreeing. You need a. You need a. You need a villain or. Something of that nature. It always made sports. UNLV made you want to watch it because of how good they were. You need somebody on the crest of the end. I remember the last team I can only remember that 
you know, you looked at it and you said, man, like, I wonder what's going to, you know, how they going to work is when Kentucky was undefeated or when Duke had Zion in them. That's, that's, the that's, that's like you need that. Like, you need you need it. You need that in the college basketball. It makes you want to watch. Yep, that was the last time where people, you, you was watching the hate on Duke not getting it when Zion and them all was there. Yeah. You big, need somebody to root against or root for. Yeah, yeah, that was the last big names we done had in college college basketball, bro. Yep. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been absolutely tough. But it's, right. it's been brutal. Yeah. So I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. They need a they need a star studded team and they just haven't had it. Oh, a star studded player. <laughs> you can't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that you know, you just, everybody just nobody separating themselves. Everybody's just okay, it's a good player. You ain't got yeah. you hadn't had a generation of talent came through the college basketball in a minute, probably since Zion now. Yeah, I think probably is yeah, Zion and and, uh, and J- Yeah, that's yeah. What he hasn't had it. You have, and that's yeah. why you haven't really been in, into the tournament. You haven't been into war. You but ain't looking forward to it. Yep. That's a good point, man. Good job. <laughs> good job right there. That was a good point. You're right on the money on that one. They definitely need somebody. They need Marquee. There's no Marquee. Women's basketball. Yep. Yeah, that's what you. They have marquee players doing a better job promoting their players, too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, but that's it. All right, man, D, your final thoughts we got here? Hey, man, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Great show. You know, I'm glad to be back in the building again, and let's keep this thing moving. Yeah, yeah, yep. All right, get us out of here, bro. Close out. Get a glimpse here from our view. I finished.